Blog Talk Radio. number nine five weeks of nfl football down we're uh inching close to a third of the season being played and uh you know i don't know that i could remember being this far into the season and still having six undefeated teams i i don't i don't recall um that i don't really know what that means but that's kind of where we are we've got some uh 4-0 and 5-0 teams in the nfl and um you know it's uh the, the cream is starting to rise to the top you know if your team is uh i'd say 2 and 3 or better you're in the game you're still in the mix if you're 1 and 4 um you know with one win this far into the season your season's probably about done um you know possible if you had a bye and you're 1 and 3 you still got a shot but you know if you're 1 and 4 yeah, you're probably you're probably all done. Uh and clearly if you haven't won a game like the uh Detroit Lions, um, the only team in NFL history to go a complete season and not win a game and now they're 0 and five. Hmm. Um, they're all done. Um but if you're sitting at two and three or better, you're still in the mix. And it, it really does depend on what division you're in. Um it could be in the NFL NFC least, um, where all teams are separated by a game. And you're still in the mix. But if you go to, say, you know, the North and, you know, you got the Bengals at 5-0, and I mean, you know, so, I mean, a lot of it depends. We'll see. But we're going to talk about all that tonight. We're going to talk. There's a lot to talk about tonight. I was looking over different things going on in the NFL, and there's a lot to talk about tonight. So I'm glad we have a full house. It's me, Commissioner T, host of the Madden Voice, 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. Catch us on Twitter, which is I have live going right now, at the Madden Voice at Twitter, or just go ahead over to Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. Have that up, too, ready to talk to you there. Um, or just sit back and listen and enjoy the show. But as you know, I don't do this alone. Uh, I have three very knowledgeable and very capable co-hosts, ready to rock, ready to talk some football. Let's start with the only guy whose team actually won this weekend. Oh, actually, that's not true. Um, that, that, that's actually not true. I thought I thought I thought I was going to be able to say that, um, but that's actually not true. The Steelers actually did come back. So, so let's start with the guy who may have um, uh, more to be happy about than we thought just two weeks ago. 
This guy is a doctor of philosophy, has a Ph.D., and I don't mean play a haters degree. I mean the real deal, Holyfield Ph.D., also was the first winner of the AFL Super Bowl some time ago. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. Man, it's exciting to be a Bass fan, player. You better hop yeah. on this train, man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, he's been waiting to say that all weekend, haven't you, boy? He's like, I got to come out with something good. I got it. Hop on this train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And let's bring on the other guy whose team, you know, uh, seemed to pull out defeat, uh, victory in the hands of defeat. Both these teams were able to do that. Uh, Michael Vick uh, showing a little something, something down the stretch. Uh, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get really get into that because I'm curious, um, you know, K-Star's thoughts on, on, uh, Vic's performance, but this guy is one of the best Madden players around. Um, and, and now, um, and I'm sure he'll be excited to share the details of this, but we, we got to start looking at him as one of the best fantasy football players around. I'm not going to steal his thunder though. I'm going to let him talk about that. Um, guy lives out in Indianapolis. Big time Steelers fan, uh, K Star. Welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing? <laughs> K Star, what's up? Not well, much, man. Well, Just well, wagging well, out well. here. And let's now bring on a guy who's probably feeling about the same as I'm feeling. Um, although, <laughs> although I, I still see a light at the end of the tunnel, I just hope it's not a train coming at me. This guy is called the Voice of Reason, lives down in Atlanta, big Dallas Cowboys fan, big college football fan, big NFL fan. Um, I call him my younger brother, but on this show, he's the Voice of Reason. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Man, what a weekend of football, let me tell you. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> what up, JB? What's happening, gentlemen? My goodness. Well, the first thing we have to do. Well, I'm sorry, JB, what'd you say? About to be a sermon up in here tonight. Oh, we about to get it on. But the first thing we have to do though, before we get into anything, we have to we have to we have to realize that one of our very own co hosts just had a birthday. And we would be remiss if we didn't say happy oh, birthday. Yeah. Right, so Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, K-Star. Appreciate it, fellas. What a birthday weekend it was. Man. <laughs> so you know what? In honor of your birthday, I didn't get you nothing. So in honor of your birthday, um, I'm going to let you break the news that I read on Facebook. I, I followed you. I saw what was developing, and then it happened. And I'm going to let you share with, with the co-hosts that maybe they didn't even see your Facebook page. They may not even know. And with all our fans out there, tell them about um, you know, your, your, your fantasy football success. And don't even talk about how you beat me. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not even what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> man, I thought I the recap or matchup and everything. Um, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ollie Quick, one of the greatest Madden players of all time, the face of Madden, 
you know, I've been doing the DFS thing, FanDuel, we've been talking about here for weeks. And I joined uh, one of the $1 million qualifying brackets for a trip to Vegas and a chance at a lot of stacks. And I came out as the winner of it. And what? I'll be playing 63 other men, who uh, whoever else qualifies, uh, in a showdown and a weekly head-to-head for the next few weeks and a few weeks from now, starting in November. Uh, so I ended up winning, a, apparently I won, uh, the seat that I won is worth $17,000. It's a $17,000 value. Um, I'm guaranteed at least um, 5K, but again, I got a chance at 200000 against uh, 63 others at, in Las Vegas at the Cosmopolitan Hotel going down. That happened. That was real life last night. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> brother. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. my hat's off to you, dog. My hat's off to you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I, man. I, I appreciate I, it. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Bronzel, who runs a fantasy league that um, that uh, many of us are involved in, runs it really, really well. And um, he was asking for tips on, um, you know, these sites. And I had this was before all this happened. I said, well, I, I know a little something, something. But you really got to talk to K-Star because this is what K-Star does, you know. And, um, you know, one thing, let me just say this, you know, let me just say this. One of the things I've noticed, K-Star, and I want you to comment on this. You know what I've noticed is when I look around, now we are the Madden voice because this show started talking about the Madden video game and tournament play and all the stuff that went on for many years. This is what I did. And, you know, all the top players would call into this show and Madden, you know, EA Sports themselves would call in and, you know, all the pasta padres and, you know, all, all these guys would call in. I mean, this was this show was the hub for Madden information. Um, and to EA Sports' credit, um, we really don't need this anymore because they they come out and tell you everything. But years ago, you didn't know anything about what was going on. It was a big mystery, the changes, and this was a venue where they would come and talk about it. So I got to know K-Star and a lot of the top players, you know, Problem and Secret, all these guys, Big Gene. I know all these guys. And the one thing that I have to say is people out there that don't video game don't realize how much work a guy like a K-Star or a Big Gene, these guys put into being at the top. I mean, it really is kind of a full-time job to be at that level. But that's not really what I want to state. What I've noticed with many of these top ballers is when they leave Madden, and they go into another line of work, many of them take that work ethic with them into that line of work and find success. And I only know this because I'm Facebook friends with most of them. And this is an example of a guy like K-Star who really honed his craft playing Madden, and now his transition, I mean, still plays Madden, but, you know, has gone into fantasy football. We know how many championships he's won. He's won the EAFL fantasy football championship. He won others, six leagues. He won three championships you know, because he has no problem reminding us of that every chance he gets. But now, once again, on a national stage, this guy is showing the work ethic it takes to be successful. Man, I am proud of you, K-Star. I am ultimately proud of you, my brother. I really, I really appreciate it because, 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely commonality for what a lot of the competitive players in Madden have, and, and you know what traits will make people good at what they become good at is through you know taking the time and effort and putting in the work because they have desire to put in that work. And you know, for something like this, um, we all play fantasy football. It's a lot of fun. And I started doing, it like is. I said, this 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 FanDuel stuff, directing stuff, middle of last year, and it's a lot different. And um, last year I was kind of getting my feet wet, but this year I wanted to take it really seriously. And actually, I didn't really play Madden at all this year. I played it a few times. Um, I actually helped find a, a a glitch in the game that RG or showed to RG, and you know, the, I guess putting a passion for it and all this stuff. But I, I didn't, you know, I I just didn't have it for Madden because I knew what I wanted to move on to this and. Man, if you guys saw my Excel spreadsheet, like, it's crazy. I got so much data in there and just, like, stuff I've learned. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that, you know, I do at my work, um, some of my business analysts translates well into this, but uh, a lot of the, the extra stuff that I did learn as far as, like, Excel and applying certain things and, and just um, analytical studies and even psychological studies that I looked at when it comes to this, this DF, DFS things paid off and, you know, I'm looking to hopefully keep going, keep doing well. You know, it's tough. There's so many damn people who play this thing. Um, I'm just happy to to be on a national stage uh, and try to try to, you know, be a Madden, Madden player who translates into a fantasy football player at a competitive level. So I'm pretty excited. You know, one of the things I like about the ability to actually be successful, I want I want seven dollars this weekend, and I'm very happy about that. Because I want seven dollars, I spent I spent four, and I want seven. So back up off me, okay? Back up off me. Um, but anyway, um, but one of the things that I like about the fantasy football aspect of a FanDuel or DraftKings is that unlike Madden, where as you get older, your reflexes, you know, like I can't go and play. I mean, frankly, even when I was younger playing these guys, you know, K Star was nice enough to. We played in a tournament, and he was nice enough to. Um, well, no, he whooped my ass. But but what I'm saying is, um, as you get older, you don't have the hand-eye coordination, you don't have the reflexes, and you can't play a guy that's 25, 30 years old if you're 50. It just you can play him, but you're gonna lose. It just it just it's unlikely. You know, same thing with any athletic endeavor. At least with this fantasy aspect of it, and now the national focus on this uh, fantasy football stuff, the way they're doing it. That it's it's a level playing field. I mean, you can be 25 or 85. Well, maybe not 85, but you know, age ain't an issue if you're willing to do the work, do the research, like K Star's talking about. You have a shot, and you know, it's it, it, how much of a shot I, I don't know, but you have a shot, and uh, I encourage everybody to get out there and give it a try. Um, one last comment I want to make, and then I'll bring my guys in, is last week I announced that there was an issue with the two companies and that no wrongdoing was found. And, and while that is still the case, just to kind of close that story out, um, apparently the employee, there was some mistake the employee who won the money made, releasing some information that he shouldn't have released prematurely um, that he had access to. They, they, no one thinks that it affected him winning. He's getting his money. But both companies have uh, pretty much said no employees can 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 play now. They've pretty much said that's it. If you work for us, you you can't play either either. So if you work for either company, you're not you're not playing this level of fantasy football. You better go get on NFL.com and play that because that's all you got. Um, you know. So wow, that sucks. Well, you know, I think just there was so much 
there was, you know, they compared it to insider trading. Um, you know, you're in, this is what you do. And then you go, you go to a rival company and you win that kind of money. Just the appearance of impropriety alone was enough for them to say, yeah, no, no, we can't, we can't, you know, these guys are making big money doing this. They can't risk that for a couple of employees that want to play. So if you want to work here, you're not going to play. And, uh, I, I think that's a smart decision on both companies parts to be, to be honest with you, but wanted to close that out because I did bring that up last week and there was some developments uh, after after the show. So, But anyway, congratulations again to K-Star. We will be asking for uh, updates. Um, this is just going to be built into the show. We want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. You know what I mean? That's what we want to do. And if, and, if, and, if, and if you do well before you quit the show and retire and move to, to Hawaii or something, let me get that last interview. Okay. Let me just get that last interview before you bounce off the show if you do that well. That's all I'm asking for. Get that professional exit interview, exit from the public realm and go into Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. We'll yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, man. I mean, before one of the guys on ESPN interviews you, you say, no, I got to give the first one to the Madden voice. <laughs> you guys can come, okay? I mean, you'll have the money. You won't need them. All right. Anyway. I'm with it. Yeah, all right. So um, I do have good news. I'm, I'm, I'm starting off with the Cowboys because I can. You know, I might as well start with the bottom of the bottom of the of the issues, and then we'll work our way up to the to, to the happiness that's in Chicago, the happiness that's in Pittsburgh. But let's start with the doom and gloom in Dallas. Now, if if no one caught the late breaking news was released within the last couple of hours, Matt Castle will be starting for the Dallas Cowboys um, uh, in two weeks when they take on and they go to New York and take the New York take on the New York Giants. Um, after the bye week, so that that's now official. Um, I don't know that Jason Garrett actually announced it, but there's enough media outlets covering it that's official. And frankly, when Garrett was interviewed after the loss to the Patriots, his re- his response was, "We will evaluate the quarterback position." Jason Garrett, at that moment, already had his mind made up because I know I've watched I've watched almost every post game interview he's done. I watch his I I watch this coach. He's actually very boring to watch when he does an interview, but he's also very predictable, very predictable. And if if um, Whedon was going to stay the quarterback, he would have said, no, we're going to stick with Brandon. Like he did at halftime where they said any chance of a quarterback change, he said, no, Brandon gives us our best chance to win. Well, at the end of this game, he said, we will evaluate the position. Anybody that knows Garrett knew that meant Whedon's done. You know, he's not going to say it that quickly. But Whedon was all done. JP, I'm going to start with you. Um, what were your takeaways from the um, loss to the uh, New England Patriots on Sunday? Just outmanned. Uh, outmanned, outplayed, and, and I, I, I'll even venture to say at times outcoached. I can't remember a time where I've seen so many kick plays occur on one side of the ball. It was ridiculous. The number of times this occurred, Either one, you throw a flag every time, or two, defense need to make adjustments. Offensively, can I comment on the pick plays real quick, and then I'll let you yeah, keep go on. I just want, I just want to comment on the pick plays. Um, I know what Train and K Star is going to say, okay? And and you guys are right, okay? Uh, sometimes it's legal, depending on it's it's at the discretion of the ref, and I get it. I know the rule, I get it. But this is an example of why Bill Belichick pisses me off. I, I because you have the talent on the team, and you are, you are using a play that 
I'd say 35% of the time gets called. The other 65 doesn't. Okay? I think that's fair to say. They don't call it every time. And you know that, and that's what you're using. And that's why I get upset with Belichick, because I get it. And, 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 and you know, I know all the arguments. Well, then why didn't the Cowboys do the same thing? Why doesn't every other team do the same thing? I don't have that answer. But what I'm saying is this is why the guy gets the rap he gets, and this is why he gets what he gets from me, because many they did call a couple, but there was a few they missed. And is it his fault? No. But he knows that, and he counts on that. And that's where – it's not just a, we're going to run the play and it's a clean play and, and the guy's executed wrong and you got a penalty. No. You know what's going to happen. You know the difference between a rub and a pick. And that's what they're counting on is that the ref's not going to call it. So I just want to get that off my chest. And you guys can respond in a minute. I'm going to let JB continue. Uh, and I thought that you were going to tell me, no, no, I'm crazy. So I'm glad that you saw what I saw, too. Oh, hell no. You're right on point. You're right on point. Okay. Uh, sometimes, you know, maybe it's just me and I'm just stretching like a gymnast, but I didn't think so this time. Um, offensively, obviously we need a spark because Whedon's not doing it. And like I had mentioned in the very first start, you need to go deep. And I know until you mentioned that the receivers are getting jammed at the front. It's just not working. Period, point blank, it's just not working. Offensive, the offensive line is struggling, but I think it's more because they don't have Romo's leadership to be able to dictate when you need match protection, when you can go spread. I think that plays a part in why we're seeing the line, offensive line struggle. But really, top to bottom, Patriots are just a better team. Can't say anything else about it. Um, it would have been different if Romo was playing and, and Dez and, and, and Dunbar and everybody else on defense that, that were missing. Yeah, it could have been a different game, but it is what it is. You play with what you got, and um, there's a reason why Patriots are still undefeated, and the Cowboys really have to regroup. Hopefully Castle can be that spark and, and bridge the gap between now and when Romo comes back because it, we need something. It's just not working. Okay. Um, I want to ask Dr. Train a question because last week when I went on my rant and said Whedon needed to go, Train kind of thought that it wasn't really Whedon and Whedon played pretty well and, um, you know, you kind of defended Whedon. I don't know if you watched the game or not, but do you, do you have a different take on Brandon Whedon after this week? Well, up until, up until last week, he prayed pretty well to me. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see you guys' uh, total game. I have to be honest. I got excited after Chicago won, and I went out and bought a PS4. So by the time I got back, it was already a blowout. And I was like, uh, just watch another competitive game. <laughs> so, okay. But after see after I always read news, you know, articles and stuff afterwards. And from every or every article I got, it was like, Whedon couldn't move the offense. And I was like, well, there goes the, there, there goes the bad game of the backup. And it only takes one bad game for a backup in, to, to be replaced. And the fact that they brought in Castle, which means they had a, at some point, if they felt like Whedon wouldn't be that guy, they would go with him. So, I mean, I, I argued your point last week only to say that his play, um, no, not necessarily having that extra hump, uh, the extra hump to get you the win and get you over the hump. Because when you have your backups, it's almost like you can't you can't afford to make many mistakes. And whatever opportunities you have, whether it be on offense or defense, you got to take advantage of. But once they start playing poorly, you got to look somewhere else, which is what Dallas is doing now. 
Okay. K-Star, did you see the Cowboy game or not? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I wasn't Thoughts? much of the game, but... <laughs> no, you wasn't much of the game. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the uh, the complaints about the pick plays are just sour grapes because there's a counter to that, and it's called playing zone defense. If you want to play man, the man all game, you're going to see a lot of bunch sets and a lot of pick type concepts. That's what happens across the NFL. Sure, let's play zone with six foot seven Rob Gronkowski. That makes exactly. Okay. That's right. They're, they're, they're the Patriots, they just you know they they match up. They're they're the best at doing it. It's really annoying. Um, but you know I don't really see the value in complaining about them. They're just tough to to match up with because of those reasons. And the Whedon thing, yeah, we all knew that was coming. I think it's not a complaint. It's stating. It's a fact of what happened in the game. Oh, it's, it's, just, it's a com- it's a complaint. Uh, I mean, you you're, you're wine, you, you, yeah, yeah. Did there was picks. There's always picks. There's picks in every game. Did you see Byron uh, Jones cover Gronkowski? You said you watched the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. One catch in the first half ended with four catches the whole game. The rookie. The only way they could get Gronkowski open was to do pick. The only way they got Edelman open was to do it. That defense played. That defense played out of their mind. You see Greg Hardy all up in. Yeah, Greg Hardy was terrific. All up in his. Yeah, McClain, this, let me tell you something. Man. This defense played out of their mind. We just had no offense. And the only way yeah. that they were able to start to get something going was by starting to run them pick plays because the Cowboys were shutting them down. Shutting them down. But in time. Without any offense, it's just, you know, it's a matter of time. But the first half, I mean, really? So I mean, I don't, I don't live in the world of sour grapes. I call it like I see it. We get our ass kicked. We got our ass kicked. Second half, they kicked our ass. But what led to that? You can't ignore when, uh, when something is going on that you watch. If you watch the game, you watch one play and they call it, and then two day, two plays later. They do the exact same thing, and Edelman gets open, and they don't call it. You sit there, and you got it. You have to. What are you going to do? Just ignore it? No, you question it. It's like you look and you say, "Well, is it a pick or isn't it?" Be consistent. Either don't ever call it, or call it every time. But when it's subjective like that, you know, I, I, you know, get, get, come on, these guys are playing their butts off. Give them a fair chance out there. It'll always be subjective, though. That's the whole point. I mean, it's. Oh. How you sell it. It's taught at every single level of how to beat man coverage from the bunch formations, from the crossing routes. I mean, it's just how teams beat man coverage. And, you know, they're going to call it sometimes when they think that it's blatant and they're not going to as well. It's And, you know, obviously the Patriots play the odds there, but so do most teams. And, and, and most teams who play man coverage on defense have to go through the motions of trying to deal with that. Well, I, I don't see it that way. Um, but I, I will say this. Um, what I do want to give credit to, I want to recognize the defense. I want to recognize Greg Hardy. And, and let, me just, let me just take a minute and say something about Greg Hardy. Um, you know, I, I am not, I, I'm not an apologist for anybody. But this is a guy who was convicted by a judge. No testimony, no witnesses. This is a judge who convicted him, and Hardy appealed for a jury trial, has claimed to be innocent from the get-go. Allegedly, the lady was paid off. There's no confirmation, but allegedly, she got paid off, didn't show up, 
case dismissed, charges dropped. That said, because of the original conviction, Hardy was hit with a 10-game conduct detrimental to the league suspension, later reduced to four games. He missed 15 out of 16 games last year, did get paid, but missed 15 out of 16 games last year and was suspended without pay for four games this year. Comes back on his first interview, hadn't said a word to the media, not a word. First interview says, I'm ready to go play football. I'm going out there, guns are blazing. How do you want to see Tom Brady? Hopefully on his back. Makes a comment about Tom Brady's supermodel wife. Not just some average, somebody he, you know, high school sweetheart. This is Giselle, supermodel Giselle. Talks about how hot she is and hopes she's there with her friends or sister or whatever. And the media runs away with it like this guy, like Michael Vick was, was you know, dogfighting again. I, I, I paid his due and he's trying to play football. And he's a little rough around the edges. But really? Really? Terry Bradshaw comes out and says this guy shouldn't even be in the league? Really? Bradshaw, you want, should, should we go back to some of the problems you had when you were a player? Because I remember. Do, you, do we want to do that? Or are we being hypocritical? Are we being hypocritical here? Like, I, I They're don't all get, hypocritical. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what he did or didn't do, but I know the guy was penalized for it, and now he is back. He signed with a team, and he came to play football. And if you saw that game, you see why Dallas went and got him. The Kraken showed up. Look at this guy who hadn't played 15 games last year, four games this year, 19 games over a year off the field. He didn't need a couple of weeks like Adrian Peterson. And don't get me wrong, Adrian Peterson's a phenom. I'm not, I'm not talking bad about Adrian Peterson. He didn't need, he didn't need Adrian Peterson time. He, didn't need, he, didn't, he went out there from the get-go, from play one, was in Brady's ass. From play and told Brady I'm coming. I mean, he sat there in an interview and said, I'm coming. And so they knew he was coming. And he, in that first half, he was disrupting. And he was the reason why the Cowboys went in at halftime with a chance to win in that game. And offense said, no, we're, we're, going to, we're going to Hawaii. We're not playing. And, you know, the game was lost. So this guy is a football player. He wants to let the pass go. And these media guys want him to come out and be contrite. And, no, he don't want to talk about it because he said, I'm innocent. He said, I'm innocent. Whether you believe him or not is irrelevant. He proclaims his innocence. And since the lady now isn't testifying, then either you believe him or you don't. But don't give him a hard time because he don't want to talk about it. Don't con- con- condemn the man and convict the man in the press because he don't want to talk about it. It's not fair. It's wrong. Leave the man alone. Let him go. This is why these guys run into all these problems. They just want to play football. I'm not here to win no damn award with you. I'm here to play football. You want to come talk to me? Let's talk about the game. And I'm sure he was advised, listen, just talk about the game. If they bring up anything about the legal system, whatever, that just, just don't even address that. Just talk about the game. Talk about the Patriots. That's all we do. That's how we do it here in Dallas. We talk about the game. That's it. Don't talk about nothing else. And so that's what he did. And then the media gives him a hard time. Really? It, nothing irritated me more. Every time I turned on the TV and had to hear them talk about how he wasn't contrite and how he made the guns blazing comment. He's in Texas for crying out loud. Wait, wait, that's what they that's how they talk. Really? Come on, man. I feel like we need to do a come on man on the on the Madden voice. Come on, man. 
All right, I'm done. <laughs> Irritated. Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. I'll get back to the Cowboys a little bit later. I have more I want to say, but let's let's move on. Let's move on. Can we give can we give some love to Matt Hasselbeck, please? Can we just can we just give yeah. this man some love? Can, forty I, years I, old. Forty years old. Can, somebody, some, K Star, you're out there. What's the word out there on this guy? I mean. Talk, you should you, you talk about this. Can we give him some love? This is your hometown. This is your area. What, what what can you say? How are people feeling? Now I hear Lux coming back, but is Castlebeck is he getting the love he deserves after what he has done? He's getting tons of love out here. People, you know, been singing his praises last past couple of weeks. Uh, basically, talk of the town locally, um, and for a good reason. Like you know, previously mentioned, the guy is forty years old, uh, playing really really efficient good football and getting two wins improbable ones at that considering the circumstances and uh he's just been very terrific he was actually um on his in the hospital uh the the same day of the game getting ivs and and stuff like that uh, because he was pretty ill i I believe he had the flu or something along those lines and um, bacterial infection bacterial infection in his intestine yeah, that's, that's that's crazy, and you wouldn't be able to tell by the way he played because he played his ass off. Um, and yeah, man, people love him, and, and for for good reason. He's he honestly he has saved their season. If they lose those two games, they are wow. They're they're looking at zero and four, uh, staring at zero and five in the play in the face because the Patriots are coming to town. Um, so what he did was yes, save their season. This guy had a bacterial infection in his intestine and went out there and played. He's two and zero. Uh, as a starter, forty years old. Okay, um, you know, and just just to 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 bring it circle with Matt Castle versus Brandon Whedon. Sometimes statistics just don't say enough. And you know, here's a guy hasn't been a starter in a number of years, comes off the bench, and and after being in a hospital, and is two and zero. You know, Michael Vick. We're going to talk about him shortly. Didn't play the greatest game in the world. But down the stretch, did enough, did enough to help them Steelers get a big win that they needed. You know, when your when your franchise quarterback is down, the backup's job is to hold down the fort until that till that quarterback is back. That's your job. I don't care if you throw seventy five percent and three to one touchdown interception ratio. I don't care if you lose. Your job is to get wins. And, and and at least give the team a chance to win. Brandon Whedon didn't do that. Oh, and eleven, his last eleven starts, five and nineteen in his career, and four straight losses in the Dallas Cowboy uniform as a starter. At that point, the only stat you see is that big goose egg zero that he's not getting the wins. Yes, there's a lot of problems in Dallas. Absolutely, there are other issues, but he is one of those issues. He is one of those issues. I am ecstatic. I mean, maybe maybe Castle won't do any better. I don't know, but I want to find out. It's time to it's time to see. It's time to go ahead back there. And you know what? Hats off to the Steelers for knowing. I, I think Gradkowski was injured, but they knew they needed to go get a guy who had won. Not only was he a superstar in the NFL, not only was he a, a champion in this. You know, you know, went to the went to the conference championship game and all that. And you know, but. He is a winner. He has won games. 
And hats off to the Steelers for recognizing, let's go out and get a guy who has won, has been in the playoffs, and, and, and isn't going to shrink in the big spotlight. He's, he's going to be okay in the spotlight. Even if his skills aren't quite where they were, it's okay. You know, so hats off to him. But anyway, um, props to Matt Hasselback, man. I just, we, had to, we had to shout you out. We had to shout you out. Um, let's go ahead and talk about them Steelers, and then, and then we're going to go Steelers and then Bears. Because um, Steelers, was, Steelers was last night, so it's more, a, little more, a little more fresh in my brain. Um, you know, K-Star, Michael Vick um, really played an average game until the end. But, um, you know, talk to us about uh, Michael Vick and talk to us about, you know, the guy that right now some are considering uh, the best all-around back in the game of football, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Your thoughts, K-Star? Yeah, last night's game was definitely a roller coaster of emotion for me. Um, outside of just like, the the fantasy stuff, like just within the actual game, watching Mike Vick, um, man, it was a bumpy road because there were some really bad passes that could have been picked off and really turned the game the other way. Uh, however, you know, and you, you alluded to it. You know, that's why you bring a Mike Vick in town um, in case of an injury because he can find a way to lead and inspire his teammates and play quarterback. Um, for a team that has playoff aspirations like the Steelers do. And, you know, he certainly wasn't uh, lighting up the field by any means. But, again, uh, that scramble he had in, the, in that late uh, late drive, vintage. I, you know, it was just vintage, man. People who are, were even Steelers fans, like I was at a bar for it, you know, were getting up out of their seats and just like, go Mike Vick. You know, you're seeing like the old 2004 Madden cover Michael Vick fans popping up. Um it was great, and, and you know, and that throw he had was terrific to uh, Marcus Wheaton, and actually Big Ben apparently threw that up on the sideline. I heard um, that, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, he, he basically uh, said that you know he's trying to get Michael outside the pocket, which is smart, Todd Haley. Mm. And and sure enough, you know, we he launches a touchdown pass, and so shout out to Big Ben making plays from the sideline. But yes. Yes, the more appropriately, and the reason why we were able to stay afloat offensively and not completely just have the the ship sink was because of Le'Veon Bell, who I've been saying is the best all-around back in the game, and I think more people are starting to see it. Um, he's just complete, you know. There's Adrian Peterson, who's the brute force, and certainly, you know, pick the style you like. Uh, you really can't go wrong either way, in my eyes. Um, I, I think Bell is just is just terrific. His cuts, the way he he can literally get lateral uh, with with into the sideline and just in and out of the holes and the vision and the patience and balance, everything. Man, he has he really has it all. And we we needed all of it last night. You know, from the one yard line, that dramatic uh, game winning touchdown. Um, he was just unbelievable, and I'm happy he's a Steeler. So happy he's a Steeler. Yeah, maybe there. Well, I mean, am I wrong? Like, was he not impressive? Like, home runs aside, if he's not a Steeler, I'm a fan of him regardless if he's not a Steeler. Like, that guy's Bullshit. He goes to another team. No. You, 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 you forget his last name. You lay me on who? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, no, you know, I, I just think back to our, our arguments last season about him versus Murray, and I remember you so much giving our offensive line so much credit for Murray's success. And um, saying that, you know, that, that Bell had less to work with and he's a better back. But um, I hope you see now how much both needed each other in Dallas. Murray 
needed that line, and that line needed Murray. Because you can't just – this should shut everyone up from saying you can just take any running back, put him behind a great offensive line, and get production. It doesn't work that way. That's not how yeah. the NFL – and, 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 you know, last year I felt very strongly that overall, when you looked at everything, I felt Murray was the better back of the two. And I don't feel that way anymore. And not because Murray's um, not in Dallas. Murray ain't done crap over him. He had a little bit of a better game this week. But he was still, you know, Philly. I mean, Ryan Matthews had half the carries and had the same amount of yards. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, Philly had a great game. Offense clicked in a little bit. Um you know, good for them. See what happens. I still don't think they're going to go far, but you know, um, but but so no, I'm not I'm not hating on Bell. I just just had a re- recollection of some discussions last week about Bell versus well, last year about Bell versus Murray, and it just made me realize, hey, wait a minute, you know, you, Mr. K Star, Mr. Shaw, was one of them people that said, well, look at your offensive line. I mean, you know, well, we have the same offensive line this year, and how's Joe Randall doing? You know, it's it's, it's just. You know, Murray is an exceptional back if he's in with the right system. He ain't in the right system right now. Um, I wouldn't mind Bell's having the best. Bell I wouldn't mind having Bell in Dallas. I'm sure. Oh, man. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. All right. I mean, do you guys – I want everyone's opinion on this. Do you guys disagree? I mean, is he not right, – I'll put it like this. I'll let you guys – You know, I'm not going to frame it for you guys. But, I mean, who do you guys think this is the best running back in the game right now? Bell is it Peterson? Is it I guess Peterson. Freeman? Based off production, I mean, do you guys still? What do you think? K Star, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Train. What do you think? Best back in the game right now? Mm. I've I got a chance to actually pay attention to Le'Veon Bell in that game, and um, here's the thing: I'll, I'll forever be Matt Forte fan. Matt Forte gets overlooked because his numbers are not wet. The other running back numbers are, but his abilities, trust me, are the same. Mm-hmm. One huge difference between him and Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell is definitely faster, but he shows the same patience. He shows the same all-around ability that includes running, catching, and blocking, and understanding defenses in order to get himself open and just being able to. Uh, create that mismatch that you need from your running back to just make your offense just that much better. So because of his production, uh, you know, I'll, I, I can I can give it to Bell, but trust me, uh, Matt Forte is not far behind. I mean, we just had yeah, they're to similar play. players. Yeah, we we had to play. Yeah, we I had definitely to play agree in there. System, play in a system where the quarterback, you know, was a Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, inconsistent offenses since he's been in it, since he's been with the Bears. We haven't had, you know, <laughs> barely a consistent offense for, for like two years. You know, no, actually no more than two years before we changed over and on, changed over to a new offense. So, you know, just taking all that consideration, I just wish, you know, if you could see Matt Forte just in a different situation, you you, you probably have him as a, as, as a top back. But by all means, Bill got the number. And and actually paying attention to him last night, I watched him. One of the most patient runners next to Matt Forte I've ever seen. Okay. So you go with Bell. Yeah, yeah, I, I give it to Bell. Okay. All right. JB, best back in the game right now. 
Wow, that is tough, and, it, and it's hard to say between, obviously it's between Bell and Peterson. I think everybody's got that. Pick your poison, which one goes one, which is two. Um, with that being said, and I'm just looking at a few numbers here, I'm still going to say Peterson by a hair, and, and it may only be because I've seen him longer than I've seen Bell. And I know that's probably not the best reason, but Peterson, he's got, what, eight, nine years under his belt. We've seen this year after year after year after year. And Bell is in his third season. We're just now seeing him really come into his own. Uh, so it's tough to say. I've seen running backs come and go, and I'm going to tell you right now, Bell is the truth because in, in K-Star, you hit it on the head. He can do everything, and the one thing that I do like about Bell that gets overlooked is how patient he is. When he's behind his guards and his tackles, he waits for that opening, and then he takes it, and he's gone. So he's got a combination of speed and power that we don't see often. But then again, we don't see an Adrian Peterson every day either. So no. for longevity purposes, I'm going to say Peterson. Yeah, I, I got to go with Peterson, and here's the, here's the reason. Um, and, and I agree with everything everyone's saying about Bell. I mean, Bell, when Bell, I believe he was a rookie, and he had a, was a foot injury, and he missed the first four games. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I I actually um, had him on my fantasy team, um, and people yeah. laughed at me. said, you know he's missing the first four games. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and later on, everybody said, uh, okay, who was, who was the smart guy? Yeah, I was. So, yeah. I, I, you know, we can debate all we want. When you talk the best running backs in the NFL, Bell is in that in any conversation anywhere in this country. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Let's put it out there. Um, I would go with Peterson right now because you can't diminish his career and and he missed a year of football and comes back and is still, you know, it's like when Jordan retired and went and played baseball and Jordan came back and they interviewed him after his first game came back with the 45, and I remember the first interview after the first game, and he says, uh, yeah, he said, I'm just here, you know, doing my job, you know, play, you know, I came back, and uh, but it's a Scotty Pippen's team, you know, it's a Scotty's team, and, you know, I'm just going to, you know, play my role. Ain't a person in the world that believed that that was Scotty Pippen's team, except maybe Scotty Pippen, okay? Um, Adrian Peterson missing the whole year, comes back, and is still playing at the same level that when he left at 29, 30 years old. For that, I have to give him the edge. But um, Bell is right there. Bell is right there. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Freeman, let's give him a little more time. I don't know yet. He's playing well in Yeah, the- I was just – yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I was more- just for yeah. – yeah, You got to give him a little more time to see. Um, and Murray, I mean, Murray, Murray let's, just, let's just – come on. Let's just admit it. Let's just put it out there once and for all. Murray fucked up. Okay, Murray, fuck. Okay. I think both I, you guys. I think both of y'all fucked. Well, both, and, you know, both parties. It was a double. Hmm. Right, JP. Um. Um. Dallas couldn't afford him. Dallas offered him six. He wanted eight. Now, if Dallas had paid him seven, would he have came? I don't know. You know, I'm not a pro football athlete to sit there and say, you know, it's easy for me sitting here um, and say, yeah, you know, don't don't take that two million extra dollars or one million extra dollars a year. It's easy for me to say. So on that level, he did what he needed to do. He took the best contract out there. But long term, we'll not talk about DeMarco Murray being one of the best running backs in the NFL ever again as long as he's in Philly. 
it won't happen. Mm-hmm. He will be a role player who will be adequate at best filling a role. No matter how productive he is, he is one out of three. And Matthews is going to get his because he, frankly, is a better fit in that system than Murray is. And Sproles is Sproles. Sproles is a third-down monster. So he's going to get his. So no matter how well Murray plays, he's going to be limited in his production compared to what he was able to do in Dallas because he was the feature back. So on that level, when you talk about career, endorsements, Hall of Fame, all that stuff that you strive for, Murray fucked up. Did Dallas make a mistake too? Absolutely. They should have kept him at whatever maximum price they could afford. I don't know if six was their maximum or if they had went this. I don't know. But absolutely, I will say whatever their dollar, top dollar amount was, they should have offered that to him. If they didn't, shame on the Cowboys. Don't You can't, you know, you still had to sign Dez. You went out and got Hardy. I mean, these are pieces that we can see are very important too. So, no, you can't sell the farm to keep Murray. But whatever the top dollar amount is, I hope that's what they offered him. DeMarco Murray needs the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys need DeMarco Murray. Um, there's no doubt about it, period. That was a match made in heaven. It was yes. great. And it was, I mean, Murray. I'm also that. Bad. I, I, wish she, I really do wish she actually still played for you guys because I feel like we were just robbed of, of, of great football theater, man. Because Can you just yeah, imagine, you guys, just imagine the Cowboys coming into Sunday's game with Murray, Dez healthy, Romo healthy, Skandrick and then Kraken. Now, I don't know if they kept Murray. Could they afford to Kraken? I don't know. Kraken playing, Randy Gregory playing, Rolando McClain. Uh, you want to talk about a game? Ain't no 30-6. to six. We're talking about 35-34, and I don't know who won it, but, you know, that would have been a hell of a game, but we'll never know. Um, anyway, um, I'd go with Peterson, but Bell's right there. And, you know, if Bell keeps it up, and the Patriots, um, I'm sorry, the, the Steelers are able to hit the playoffs again, win the division, whatever. You know, division may be tough. Cincinnati's looking looking tough, but maybe a wild card, maybe win the division. I don't know. We'll see. Get in the playoffs, make some noise. Um, this dude stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think this time next year, you know, Halloween time next year, you might hear me say, yes, best back in the game. That's best back in the game. It may be coming. I may have to, I may have to admit it. That's next year though, not right now. So anyway, um, all right, all right. Let's let's move on to this other guy on the show, who I know is you know so happy he went out and bought a PS4 to celebrate. Um, you know, <laughs> two weeks ago, Bears were dead. Good for you. I didn't know that. Good for you. Jimmy Jimmy Clausen was the starting quarterback. The Bears were losing. Oh, um, Train was pretty much saying, uh, you know, there's no hope. We're done. Zero and three. Um, and uh, I don't have much optimism. And then some guy that we pretty much all wrote off, especially me. Jay Cutler comes back. Two straight wins. Come from behind. Win this weekend. Um, and you know, let's let's not. We'd be remiss if we didn't wish the very best to Jamal Charles. That's that's a shame that he's got to go through that all over again. Uh, torn ACL, and you know, Godspeed. You know, hopefully he's back for next season and can be as strong as uh, as as he was before the injury. Because that did it. You know, and that's another guy that we could should have in that conversation when healthy of best mm-hmm. back. Um, but you know, he's going to be on the sidelines now the rest of the season. So hope he gets better. You know, hope he's able to continue his career. Um, but Dr. Train, 
In Cutler, we trust. I asked you that last week. You were a little reluctant. Now, two in a row. In Cutler, we trust. Talk to me. Oh, man, I think I actually said that last week, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's a different. You we don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. But honestly, like real talk, like I'm not even, it has nothing to do with, with being a fan. Uh, I'm a fit, I mean, I watch all the games so I can see when players play different, the dude is playing different ball. And I keep saying it. The show is rated R. He's playing like he gives a shit. It's just as simple as that. He's playing like he actually cares. He's not throwing the ball all within the yeah. He's gonna give you. He gives up one per game, one mistake per game. I'm, a matter of fact, I'm just gonna staple that in. I don't know how it's gonna happen. It's going to be an interception, fumble. I don't know what it's gonna be. Maybe safety. Jay Cutler gonna help the other team out. He's gonna throw in one bone. That's just what he does. Outside of that, though, if it's fourth quarter. I'm happy to have him as a quarterback going downfield because the dude, the dude plays. Do you think it's John Fox? I think so. I think the combination is John Fox, Adam Gase. Yep. And the fact that if he doesn't do something this year, nobody might not want. Because mm. mm. it's mm. like this is your career staring you in the face. Players, you know, players will, you know, you have them players say, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to the media. The hell you don't. <laughs> you must be living on a rock if you don't. Because it's like if you don't play, dude, everyone is watching you. You get paid all this money and you play like crap. Oh, no no one's looking to, to, to throw you a ball once, you, once you're done. No one's going to be that hopeful. So at the same time, he has something to play for. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In color, we trust now. Here I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. no, 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 no. Um, I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and he actually did well. Um, it was late when he got them touchdowns, but but he came through with two touchdowns for me. So. Um, oh, man. Whew, I need him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, Okay, so you know, Steelers win, Bears win, Cowboys lose. Um, we've got some five and O teams out there, um, or undefeated. They're not all five and O, but undefeated teams. Um, two are four and O. Patriots and the Panthers are four and O. Falcons five and O. Packers five and O. Broncos five and O. Bengals five and O. So that's six teams undefeated. Um, if you had to pick one that might be overrated, who would it be? One team that, you know, the record, you know, you look at it and you say, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not a five and zero or four and zero team. They, they're undefeated, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold just yet. Who might that team be? K Star, do you got one? Oh man, uh. So it's going to sound weird because I'm a fan, but it, of all right now, I would say the Panthers. Say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't I didn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to say it's the Panthers. And I don't think they're – I'll put it like this. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a 4-0, 5-0 kind of team. I mean, yes, that's what their record states. We get that. But longevity-wise, I don't see that being sustained. 
I think they'll finish the season nine, seventeen, and six. And the reason why I say that is because offensively, the weapons on the outside, it's, it's Ted Ginn as their best and number one wide receiver. That's not going to cut it. And the player or the teams in which they played uh, have a record that is, uh, I believe it's like eight and and an awful eight and twenty, something terrible. They really haven't played anyone yet, so they got a lot to prove. Um, so for now, I'm gonna go with the Panthers because they are losing some players on the defensive line through injury. Uh, they actually had a trade recently for Jared Allen because Charles Johnson, one of their sack leaders, is out for quite a bit of time. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm gonna go with them for right now. Okay, Doctor Train, do you have one? That are not deserving of there that 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 I don't think is. Their record. Uh, do I have to choose one? No, you don't have to. If you think they're all worthy, then I'll go to JB. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, I really do think they're all worthy of their of their undefeated record. Okay, JB, they, you got all one? To, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 JB, you got one. I agree with K-Star. I think of all the undefeated teams, I say the Panthers, um, and, and I'll get into the main reasons why when we start talking about power rankings, but kind of like what I said before, that they're a good team, but there's just something something about the Panthers I just don't trust. They, they've earned to be 4-0. Like the record says, you are who you are, but I, your question was, which of the, the, the undefeated do I put the question mark by? And it'd be the Panthers. Yeah, it's unanimous. Um, and 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 you know, let's find out how good they are on Sunday when they have to go play Seattle in Seattle, um, because they beat Jacksonville. You know, okay. They beat Houston. Mm, okay. They beat the Saints. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, we know the Saints aren't who they used to be, and they beat Tampa Bay. Um, so when I look at those four wins, granted, they they don't control their record. They ain't playing anybody. Now they now they got right. to play, you know. Now they right. got to play, and um, you know I look at they got Seattle, then they got to go home and play Philly. Um, you know if if Philly is getting those engines revving up, um, which I'm, I'm not sure I buy just yet, but let's see. Um, they'll have Philly coming in ready to roll, and then um, you know Indy will be coming to town, and then Green Bay. So the next four weeks, you know we're gonna see what Carolina's all about. They ain't gonna be eight no. I guarantee you that. Um, if they come out of that six and two, I'll say okay. Maybe there's something to. Maybe there's something there. Anything less than six and two, then yeah, then then you know, then they're they're right where they should be. Um, the question mark is is valid. Um, if they go one and three or zero oh and four in those games, then yeah, they were a big bust. Um, and I know somebody has Cam in the Hall of Fame, but um, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we gotta acknowledge though the man is playing. Incredible ball. Um, we don't give him enough enough credit because, as much as we joke about that, the man is, again, his number one wide receiver is Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. Yeah. That's that's he he's playing with chumps out there. Let's let's keep it. I mean, let's be real. Still managing to put up points. Still managing to play efficient. Still managing to be a tough force for defenses that are still trying to figure out how to how to solve them. Yeah, we ain't playing anybody. Well, no, I, get that. But, I mean, at some point, we also got to demand some kind of praise. He was playing with this guy either. 
he gets it. Okay, so I, I agree with you. He's out there playing with, with a talented uh, a field that's less talented than he's had in the past, and he's gotten his number one receiver out for the year with the ACL. Uh, he's doing some things out there. He's carrying that team. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a physical specimen like no other. He's doing it. But, again, it's, it's not just him. It's the 52 other guys on the team. And when you go into that Seattle game, you're playing a Seattle team that's also, by the way, sub-500. And your prior four games have been against opponents with a sub-500 record. He's correct. They haven't played anybody yet. And their biggest test is going to come against Seattle, who's undefeated at home so far at 2-0. Let's see what they do against Seattle at Seattle before we start saying they're this or they're that because that's going to be the biggest test of the year so far. Remember, they barely got past New Orleans. They barely got past Houston. And Tampa Bay still put up 23 on them, and it was at Tampa Bay. So let's see what happens when they travel up to Seattle this weekend. Yeah, and, and just to the, just the co-sign, I mean, this guy was a number one draft pick, you know, so so when you say he's playing phenomenal ball, I mean, I, you know, I I I wouldn't go that far. I, I, I he's winning games, which is important. Um, you know, but that last that last you know the, the last win he threw for fifty percent. You know, he's throwing for fifty five percent on the year. Um, you know, uh, you know, eighty eight quarterback rating, NFL dot com quarterback rating, not a ESPN. You know, that's okay. You know, he he's doing enough to win. He's doing enough to win games. That that's as far as I'll go. I'm not, you know. I don't think that's a good. I, this is what I'll say about Cam Newton. I don't think that traditional quarterback measurements are a way of being able to really gauge how he's playing because so much of what Cam does is just it's just from his physical uh, aggression that he brings from his own athletic ability that he has. So I mean, yeah, he's throwing fifty some percent in some of those games, but look at who he's working with on the outside. But I mean, you know, the thing is with quarterbacks, we look at the passing numbers. Yeah, we're ignoring the running numbers. I mean, Cam has been running his ass off, and because he has to, they have nobody, and they can't bring him down. So scoring touchdowns on the ground, moving the ball through the ground. I mean, I, the only thing I'm bringing up saying is we should just well, look listen. at the completion for Cam because I don't think it's a fair way of, of, of illustrating how well he's played. Well, okay, but at the same time. You can't just – I mean, he's winning, and I give him credit for getting the wins, but then I look at the quality of the opponent, and I'm saying, well, okay, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you on so, that. So, so, so when you say – I'm only addressing – you said phenomenal. No, he's not playing phenomenal ball. You know, it been no stretch of the imagination. Is he lighting it up statistically or any other way? But the team has been able to win – behind his leadership, something that he has failed to show in previous years. I will give him that credit, um, but let's see what happens over the next four games. You know, Now, if he's able to win three out of those four, hey, I'll come back and have a different tune then. <laughs> you know, But let's see what happens when you're playing the Green Bays and the Indies and you know, the Seattles, you know, even the Eagles. Let's see what happens now. Let's see, let's see what you got. And if you go 0-4, well, you know, <laughs> there ain't nothing really much. I mean, remember, they went in, what were they, 7-9, 7-8-1 or something last year? Won the division? Won the division, though. <laughs> yeah, because the division stunk. But their, their record was still their record, not even 500. So, I mean, you know, he has not been what you said he would be to this point. That's just the bottom line. He has not been that guy. No, no, but I don't think he's as far off as you guys are saying either. Because I, I think so. I so think one thing I was – well, I, listen. He, I'll put it like this. He, 
even in, throughout his whole career, he really hasn't had many weapons to work with. And he has season for a year. He had a rookie, Kelvin Benjamin. Other than that, he's had nothing to speak of offensively around him. Um, so he's done a great job. And, you know, two years in a row, the man has led his team to a division title, like it or not. You know, he has a great chance at three. I mean, they're 4-0. Oh. We're, we're, I'm with you guys and questioning if it will be sustained because of the way Atlanta is playing and just the quality of opponents Carolina has defeated this, to this point. But, I mean, he's playing really well. Oh. I don't agree with the really well, but he's winning. And, yeah, I mean, um, the way Atlanta's playing right now, um, I oh. thought maybe the Saints would jumpstart after beating Dallas, but that that wasn't the case. Um, so Saints and the Bucks aren't really going to be much. But uh, Atlanta's looking like the real deal. Atlanta, oof, boy, looking like the yeah. real deal. Harry. I mean, five... what, what was that? Scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know they lost it. They they won a close one, but they won it. You know, and that's a champion. Yeah. Championship. And they won it with defense. Wins. Yeah. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. And I watched that game, too. And I'll tell you what, Falcons weren't playing in Falcon football. And they gutted that thing out. And when you're not playing your best brand of football, I don't care who you're playing. You're not playing your best brand of football in the NFL. And you still can squeak out a victory. That's saying something. Well, and that's what championship-level teams are able to do. That's what we see the Patriots do year after year. The Packers do year after year. You know, we, you, you, when, when, you know, all guns aren't blazing and you've got to, you know, go down the stretch and try to pull out a win, and that's what separates a good or great team from an average team. You know, I thought the Saints would figure out a way with Breeze to turn it around and be competitive, and they're not, you know, um, the one win they had was against an undermanned uh, Dallas Cowboy team, you know. Um, so, you know, the Lions, you know, a team that I've never believed in behind Matt Stafford. Never. Ever. And now that Megatron is showing that he's no longer Megatron. You know, now we can, we can, we can finally take him out of the discussion for best wide receivers in the game. He's, he's not in that discussion anymore. He had his time, and, 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 you know, but that's no longer the situation. It really comes down to, in my, in my mind right now, if all, these, if all the wide receivers are healthy, it's a three-horse race right now. K-Star's got one, I've got one, and then I throw Julio Jones in there. If all three of these guys are healthy, take your pick. And, and and everybody else is you know AJ Green. Eh, I, I'm just not there with him yet. He's a great he's a great bat, great receiver, but I'm not there with him yet. You know, um, but I think it's a th- those are the three guys in my opinion. If they're all healthy, and for my money, it's Dez, of course. But you know, um, K Star's got a valid point. Guys catching 130 balls a year over there in Pittsburgh. Antonio's doing great things, and what we see Julio doing this year, man, good lord. I mean. So, you know, but I like I like Dez. So, just saying. Um, all right. Anyway, um, let's see what's next. All right. Uh, I do want to wish another happy birthday out there. So let me hold on. Let me cue up the music. There's another birthday in the house. Uh, but I got to cue up the music. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. 
the question is, whose birthday is it? JB, do you know whose birthday is today? Mm-hmm. K-Star, do you know? <laughs> it ain't mine. Dr. Train, do you know? October. No. no you, don't, you don't know either. Okay. It's this man's birthday right here. When I'm at Cowboys Stadium or sitting at home, and I hear Papa John's pizza <laughs> for Jerry Jones, yo, it lights me up like a Roman candle with toppings and flavor almost too good to handle. Cowboys, five stars, what I get. It's like a Papa John's Pepsi, double threat. Get a Papa John's large with up to five toppings and a two-liter Pepsi. People are swallowing because there's no better value. Yo, catch my ride. Cowboys, five-star combo for ten ninety-nine. Happy birthday, Jerry Jones, 73 years young today, proud owner of the Dallas Cowboys, three Super Bowls, 26 years of, uh, 26, 27, 27 years of owning the, no, 26, 26 years of owning the Dallas Cowboys, three Super Bowl titles um, underneath his, just that alone makes him a Hall of Fame owner. Um, I don't give a damn what Stephen A. Smith says about it, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 20 years. They won three with him as an owner, and there ain't a lot of owners in NFL history that can say they've won three owning a team. And um, he's gonna he gonna die trying to get that number four. <laughs> he's gonna be he gonna be right there trying to get that number four. So Jerry Jones from the Madden Voice, and especially from Commissioner T and JB, we wish you a happy birthday. Seventy three today. Um, all right. Let's look at uh, oh one other thing I want to talk about. Um, I don't know if K-Star heard about this or not. I ran into it real quick. I don't know the details. But is it true? Do you know if this is true, K-Star? Well, Le'Veon Bell told that he could not wear pink. He wanted to wear pink for uh, breast cancer awareness. had something to do with a family member. And the NFL told him he wouldn't because of some sort of uniform rules or something. Do you know anything about this? Uh, I have not heard yeah, that. I'm, I'm now. I'm now. Like, what? No, D'Angelo Williams asked to wear it for the entire year, for the uh, entire season. He asked to wear it for the entire season, and they said he couldn't, of course, whatever uniform rooms they have. So he he dyed uh, the, the tips of his hair pink to, uh, oh. yeah. So it's D'Angelo Williams. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, D'Angelo. I thought I was about. Yeah, because his mom, his mom, I believe, um, either has or let me see. Uh, read this real quick. Uh, I don't know. His mom, D'Angelo Williams, that's NFL. If there was a way for him to honor his mom all season by wearing pink somewhere, they said no. That's the that's someone's tweet. NFL, uh, growing concerns, blah 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 blah. Pitcher Firestone, D'Angelo requests to honor his uh, his late mother by wearing anything pink, literally anything. A headband talks at her all season was rejected. Can you believe that? D'Angelo Williams' request to honor his late mother by wearing anything pink, literally anything, a headband, a towel, etc., all season was rejected by the NFL. No fun league, nonsense league. 
Although this would seem like a pretty simple request, the NFL reportedly shut him down and told him that wearing pink would be an intolerable uniform infraction, even if it was only a wristband or a towel. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah. So I guess uh, yeah, Train. I believe you're right. Um, he did went. He did in his the tips of his uh, his dreads. Uh, many of them mm-hmm. are not all of them, but many of them are pink. So good for him. Good yep, for him. I agree. And and Keith, being that we've had relatives that we've lost to breast cancer, this is one time where hit that blow it out your ass thing that you do because I can't believe NFL was like that. Well, I know many. I know Train lost someone to the same dreaded disease. Um, yep. So yeah, this is for everybody right here. Hold on. Blow yeah, you know what? That was so good. I'm gonna do that again. Blow it out your ass. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just, that's just, that's just, that's just terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's for us. That's for Dr. Train. That's for D'Angelo Williams. That's for anybody out there that lost someone to breast cancer. And the NFL won't let D'Angelo Williams honor his late great mom. Thank you. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, uh, let's get into power rankings. Let's get into power rankings. Um, to remind everyone, last week, P, uh, the TMV power rankings, which are the, cumul- the cumulative power rankings of the four hosts, we had the Patriots at number one, the Packers at number two, the Broncos at number three, Falcons at number four, and the Bengals wrapped, uh, rounding out the top five. Um, let's do it again. Um, well, since JB already made reference to the power rankings, we'll go ahead and start with JB. Thank you, sir. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up to the tippity top. I'm going to go number five with the mm, – I'm going to go with the Broncos at number five. Defense is spectacular. Offense is still sputtering. I'm going with the Falcons at number four. Uh, they seem like they are the real deal. Number three, I'm putting the Bengals at number three because they showed me something that I didn't think they had this past Sunday. I, I thought they were dead to rights, and they came back and pulled that game out and won. So I have to move them up to number three. Packers are still number two. Patriots still number one. Those are the two juggernauts of the league. Now, would you like to hear something very interesting? Of course. Yeah. yeah. You and I have the exact same top five. <laughs> and we did not, not talk about this. We did not talk about this. And literally, for the, and literally, you said everything I was going to say. Um, Bengals showed me something I wasn't expecting. Um, I put the Falcons ahead of the Broncos, even though they did have a tough come from behind victory. Um, that defense showed me something. And, um, you know, so I had to shuffle around. But uh, pretty much everything JB said is exactly what my thinking was. So we we have the exact same top five. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Dr. Train, let's come in. Why don't you come in here and shake things up a little bit? You know that's what I do, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, number five would be the Bears. No, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I ain't going to shake it up that bad. But that's just turning shit over. But... <laughs> Let's disregard what I did last week. I decided to just go and just look at a few other things. And, um, yeah, I kind of shook it up really, really, really well. Um, or really badly, you know, your, your point of view. So starting from the bottom, 
uh, Broncos uh, at number four. I'm not hating on them. Trust me. I still think they're a dangerous team. I just think the three above them that I put above them are a little more dangerous the more we're around them. Number four is Packers. Number three, Bengals. Uh, number two, the Falcons. And number one, the Patriots. And I juggle between the Patriots and the Falcons, but I give it to the Patriots because this Bill- is just kind of dangerous. The dude really knows how to coach and prepare his team. And that's a huge edge against a, a first-year head coach. Yeah, that's, that's on my top five. So, Trey, we've known each other a long time. Yeah. We've talked a lot of football on and off the air. Yeah. What do you think I'm going to ask you? <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I'm going to ask you, is it your loyalty to the Bears that has you put the Packers <laughs> down at number four behind the Bengals and the Falcons? I get the Patriots. I get the Patriots, okay? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would even almost say I get the Bengals. They, they're playing a pretty high level, too. Um, with the Falcons just edging one out to the Redskins, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Redskins mm-hmm. ain't really nothing to fear, and the Falcons just edging one out. And the mm-hmm. Packers on and beating Seattle this year, I mean, you know, you, you sure it's not a little bear love that has you keeping them Packers down just a little bit? No way, man. So I decided to go and just look at the cumulative um, schedule of the opponents that they played. And uh, based off percentage, I mean, Patriots, even though they missed a week, their 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 opponents records combined nine eleven. Both the Packers and the Bengals opponents record combined eight and seventeen. The Falcons ten and fifteen. And then the only other undefeated team, State Star Mitchell, was uh, the Panthers. They're they're five and seventeen, and the Broncos came in at six and eighteen. So I just kind of looked at that. There's another question you gave last season. You said if you had to match up two teams with the same record and they play, who would you choose? So that's the way my families are set. I think that the if I if I if it was taxes against Falcons and taxes against Bengals, I would choose either Falcons or the Bengals because at some point the injury that the Packers have and the wide receiver core is gonna catch up with them. And I think it will catch up with them with those two teams. And also would, with the Patriots. You 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 would pick Andy Dalton over Aaron Rodgers. You would it's not pick Andy Matt Dalton. Ryan. See, I don't I don't look I don't I don't look see I don't look at it how you look. I never have, never will. I don't look at well, quarterback over quarterback. I look at team over team. Okay, That's no, how I, I, make my I, I I understand that, but you can't not look at the starting quarterback as part of the team. I, I mean, can't ignore and I look the at, I, No, the I don't ignore that's, that's not what I. That's not what I said. The starting quarterback is part of the team, and so I look at the team, offensive, defensive, special teams, head coach. And, I, and like I said, I think at some point, playing certain teams, the, 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 the privacy of depth, the privacy that they don't have, We'll catch up with him. I think it will catch up with him with those things. But, but okay, so my question still stands. You're not answering my question. So if you can answer my mm-hmm. question, that would be helpful. So w- the reason I asked you that is because you made the statement of wide receiver death. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. has shown time and time again, no matter who he has out there, he gets them the ball. He went and got James Jones off the couch, 
and made this guy a fantasy football monster. And Jordy who right now, quite frankly? And that's because it's Aaron Rodgers. That's not just because that, – that's, that is 100% who the quarterback is. That's not the scheme. That's mm-hmm. not the coach. That is Aaron Rodgers that is doing that. We've seen Tom Brady with, you know, okay, he had the super year with Randy Moss, but we see him out there with, you know, wide receivers that you can't – Deion Branch one year and Edelman the next year and, you know, Brandon Russell and, you know, the names just come and go, come and go mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And this guy still is taking his team to AFC Championship games and winning Super Bowls. And that's the quarterback. I mean, I give Belichick some of that because Belichick's a hell of a coach, hell of a schemer, but he's a defensive coach. So when, I, when you're saying that the wide receivers are going to catch up to you, I'm, I'm questioning that logic with, these, with, with those two quarterbacks. The quality of those two guys, they have shown the ability to overcome wide receiver. And, and Rodgers is doing it right now. Jordy Nelson is gone, and his team is 5-0. and all. And, and, and you don't miss them. We, they're, they're whooping up on everybody. So I, I'm, I'm just questioning your logic. Well, that, like I said, that, and also to that, I didn't count and, and consider that combined record of their opponents today is 17. So, so you think two, Matt, two, two of them are one and four. Who showed he couldn't do it without Julio Jones in the past, without play Aaron Rodgers, who has shown that he can do it without his top gun. Matt Ryan has showed he can't, because when Julio Jones went down, Matt Ryan was pedestrian. Now he's got Jones I'm, back. He, he's looking great, but he's got his horse back. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. I, I I still don't see the logic, but it's your ranking. I just I don't see you're very logical. I mean, person. I explain yeah. my. You can say you don't agree with my logic, but I, I've explained. I, I, I've explained my logic. No, I I don't see it because the questions I'm answering, you're not giving me answers. Yeah, I'm asking you very clear questions, and you're saying, uh huh. I'm saying to you, you said very clearly. I think the lack of wide receivers will catch up with them at some point. And if they played these other teams, it would show. Am I quoting you correctly? Yes. Okay. And I'm saying to you that Aaron Rodgers right now without James Jones is showing you what he is doing without his wide receiver. And Matt Ryan, when he didn't have Julio Jones, showed you how much he needed Julio Jones. And yet you still okay. have the Falcons, that's, too, and the Packers, four. Okay. That's, that's still beside the point that if they played each other, I think the Falcons would win. I mean, there's, there's more than just one part of the equation. You keep harping on this one part. I'm there's more than one part of the equation, bro. I'm sorry. I'm talking about what you just said. What you said. Yeah, if you, go about what I, if you go about what I said, there are several parts of the equation to why I, why I made my choices. You keep, you keep hitting on one thing. Just one. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, 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 I know I don't have a Ph.D., but I know I hear very well, and I heard what you said. You said when mm-hmm. teams are close, here's what I look at. That's what you said. Now I'm calling you out on it, and now you're saying, well, wait a minute. There's other parts to it, so make up your mind. Did you do the rankings? No, I, got, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't di- diverged from anything that I've said. I'm not jumping around uh, around the bush with anything that I've said. So the wide issue had nothing to do with your power rankings then? Because you said it no. did. I'm on it now you're saying it that really is no no what, what I'm what 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 I'm saying to you is if they play the Falcons or the Bengals 
I think the lack of depth at wide receiver would hurt them. I think their injuries at wide receiver would show more than it showed against the opponents that they played. That's what I'm saying. These are more well-rounded teams, both offensively and defensively. That's what I'm saying. That, that, and that's how I made my choice. Okay. I could be wrong. But, hey, that's how I made, that's how I made my choice. Let's see, Falcons, Bengals, Packers. Okay, we'll see how long those we'll see how long those last in that order. I have a prediction that Packers are going to end up cleaning up your, your ladder because I, I I see holes in your process there. Packers at four is, is blasphemy, just blasphemy. All right, K Star, what you got? You got the Steelers at number one. What you got? Yeah, the hypothetical number one. Um, yeah, uh, number five. I have the Broncos uh, strictly because of that defense. Man, the defense is awesome. Great pass rush. Just unbelievable. Von Miller and, and D-Ware. <clears throat> at number four, at number four, I have the Bengals. Really a talented team. That sucks. Hate to say it, but they're playing some great football. Uh, that's not a game I expected them to come back and win. At um, at home against Seattle, down 17 in the fourth quarter. That was pretty impressive. Um, uh, I'm sorry. At, at number four, supposed to be Falcons. Number three, supposed to be Bengals. I screwed that up. Uh, the reason why I put the Bengals over the Falcons is because quality of opponent. Uh, the Bengals have defeated better opponents, in my opinion, and I think they're more well-rounded um, than Atlanta. At number uh, at number two, I have the Packers. Train, I think you're crazy. Um, and I, legitimately, I mean, like, uh, you know, I understand the, I understand why you're putting them at number four because, you know, go Chicago and all, but my God, I mean, and they, they just are unbelievable. They look, uh, and here's why they're they're the best in the NFC, and why they will be all year. Nobody can beat them at Lambeau. Forget about it. They are just blowing. Like teams give go there to die. Teams go to Lambeau Field to die and watch the Packers just destroy and have a public execution of whoever they're playing. It doesn't matter who comes there. You know, two years, we had the two-year streak before Aaron Rodgers even threw an interception at home. I mean, what does that tell you? And then the thing is, what's making the Packers so damn good at home is their defense just turns up to a different level. And they can beat you so many ways. The pass rush is awesome. They're stopping the run pretty well. And, you know, again, the best home field advantage at 5-0 and and I don't see that that that's that changing anytime soon. And my anticipation is, barring injury, that probably the road probably will go through Green Bay, especially the way Seattle is playing. Horrible against the run. Uh, well, here's the thing: there's a lot that they look horrible against the run when they're up 14 plus points and they're not playing the run. But anyway, uh, no, they really are horrible against the run. Yeah, really yeah. Don't, well, teams really can't watch. Okay. Really no, I watched them. I, I watch them. No, I just don't, don't watch them no, with no, Jaden. I don't watch them with rosy colored Bears glasses. You really don't watch the Packers. You just you you kind of just follow. Them. You don't you don't watch them. That's okay. Go ahead, Finch Power. Mm. Um, I, I you know I'm I'm just gonna say that um, three of us had the exact same power rankings. One of us had different ones, and that's okay. That's what makes the show great. Um, and and I will say to you, Doctor Train, something I really never thought I'd ever say to you. I have the utmost respect for your football acumen, your football knowledge, analytical skills, man. You are a man that I respect when it comes to talking football. 
But I do think your bare loyalty, you, you, you're not going to admit it, and that's okay. I think your bare loyalty has no, your way just... I promise you it has nothing to do with being a bear. I, 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 I just... You know I'm it just, doesn't. I just said I would never thought I would have you say that. But for you to not have the Packers as the best team, um, your second, maybe second best team in NFL right now behind the Patriots is, is shocking to me because I know you know the game. I know you know football. You know, I, I know you do. Yeah. I have no not doubt in my mind of your knowledge of football. And for you to not have them, the way Aaron Rodgers plays, at the level he plays at, Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton would wish they could play at that level. The only guy playing at that level is Tom Brady. That's it. There ain't nobody else. And I know you're looking at team, but listen, man, you've got Jay Cutler and you had Jimmy Clausen in there and the difference. The quarter, you can't – yes, it's a team game. You've got to look at defense. You've got to look at special team. You've got to look at coach. I get all that. I understand this game very well. But when you have a quarterback on that level, it just changes everything. It affects the entire team is what I'm saying. It's, it's you know, look at what we're and going through over there. In That's all I'm and saying. And so, so if these guys played Aaron Rodgers, and I'm saying Aaron Rodgers for a reason, not the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers, what he brings is just a different animal. You know, it's, I, I, I cut out, a, I took a picture uh, I had uh, Brandon Whedon, and I was gonna put it on uh, out there, and I didn't. But he was—it was a news conference picture, and it was a picture of Brandon Whedon at his news conference, and he just looked defeated. Not because they lost. That wasn't the look. The look was just, "I'm 0 and 11. I'm 0 and 4." Like he just had that look. And when the Packers came out last year, when you know, Rogers comes out and says, "R E L A X." Relax. What this guy does and what Tom Brady does, man, that's why I say that. It's these two guys, man, what these guys bring. And I'm telling you, that's why I question you because I know you love your Bears. I know you're doing your shit. It's your team, man. It's your heart, you know. And Cutler's showing a little something, something. I hope they, for your sake, I hope they keep it up. But, you know, I had to question you having the Packers at four, man. Four. Um, but with that said, um, Real quick, I just want to circle this back around. Here's the thing on Green Bay. Again, yes, they're not terrific against the run. However, most of the chunk yardage they get in the run game is when they're already at double-digit scores. It's not. Like it's actually not. That's why I said you don't watch the games. You actually watch I, I, the games. It's okay. The Packers, so here, struggle, the Packers struggle against the run the entire game. The thing is, the, the biggest thing, the, the greatest thing about their defense, if you want to put, give defense their credit, it's the pass they rush. Don't let, they don't let opponents in the end zone. So when, when you can move the ball downfield, but you can't get in the end zone, and then Aaron Rodgers come on field and score, yeah, it, it makes it, it, it eventually <laughs> you will lose the game. No matter how much, no matter how good a defense you, you play against them, Aaron Rodgers is going to get a lot of chances. I just think. The teams that I put above him can break through that, and that's how that's how I made my decision. Tell me wrong, but hell, that's why I'm here. I shake shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just say. I mean, yeah, we we've seen Green Bay get run on. We, we we've seen Green Bay get run on, but I feel like when they need to clamp down, they do. Kind of like New England does, right? I mean, New England uh, is ranked last in the league in yards per attempt. As far as yards per carry per attempt given up, and Green Bay is right there with them. But both of these teams are in top ten and least amount of rushing attempts against them. So it's just one of those things where it's like, 
obviously they're getting those short yard, they're getting those specialized situation run stops and stuffs in general. So I feel like yes, while they can be run on and they have some holes there, uh, when they need to stop the run, you know, in those situational type uh, of matters, they absolutely do. And that's why you saw Jamal Charles not get going against them until late when the game was over. That's why you didn't see Hyde get off on them. And that's why you didn't see the Seahawks run game get on them. I mean, yeah, Forte did and Todd Gurley. Uh, that, we got to talk about him, by the way. That guy's a beast. <laughs> that, dude is, that dude is for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, that guy's, yeah he got to be around for a little bit. But, yeah, he, he says a great start. Yeah, I'm just saying he's impressive, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, yeah, they can be run on, but I feel like they, they also can, can when dedicated, when needed to stop it in situational type settings, they, they always seem to find a way, and they're around me in New England in that regard. Yeah, but the, but the key is to being on defense is to keep the opponent out of the end zone. And Trent, yep. you said that yourself. They don't let you Absolutely. get in the end zone, and that's Absolutely. the key purpose of having a defense. So even if they bend but don't play, you give up some yards in between the 20s, if they're not getting in the end zone, yeah, there's a reason why they're not getting in the end zone. It's a pretty good defense overall. And if the one knock against them is you can run on them, okay, great, that's fine. But if you can't score on them, which is the whole essence of trying to defeat your opponent by scoring more than the other team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. must be something good about about what the Packers are doing. No, that, now, now I understand this. It's not like I'm putting – you know, Chicago above the Packers. Put two on the undefeated teams that I've also watched play. Get the whole argument out of out of the three other the three other folks here besides you. I probably mm-hmm. get the argument the most. Questionable, but I, I probably do because you both. No, 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 no. Don't say you get it the most. I don't agree with it. I get the argument. I just don't agree okay, with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> then, then I'll rephrase it then. I'll, I'll disagree the least. How about that? That's fine. I, I agree with the argument. I'll disagree the least because I can see where you're coming from with your metrics. I get all of that. When you mm-hmm. talk about wins and losses, though, I'm not ready to go with wins and losses yet because you got to keep in mind we're talking about all these teams that are undefeated, all these teams that have played the team that they beat, so it's going to be pretty close for them to have all of these undefeated teams play teams that have, when you look at the total record, 333% win percentage, 0.33 win percentage, 0.25 win percentage, 0.37 win percentage. They're all going to be somewhere in the same area. So, that's why I take the wins percentage, put that to the side. It's the eyeball test. It's how did they look against that team? How did the next team mm-hmm. look against their specific team? And I think that's mm-hmm. why we're kind of looking at you a little half crazy, stay out of the liquor cabinet, because the, even the eyeball test can tell Green Bay has done some things that the Falcons haven't done, that the Bengals haven't done, that the Broncos haven't done. Just by the eyeball test. And I'll just add one defensive comment to kind of just to throw in there with the sure teams have run on Green Bay, but Train, you said it, they're not getting in the end zone. Green Bay allows the three fewest points per game. And that is the whole point of playing defense is, is keep from scoring. And Green Bay allows a three the third fewest. You know, the Falcons give up twenty two points a game and the uh, Bengals I believe it's uh twenty points a game and the Packers give up sixteen. So, I mean, yeah, statistics will say what you want them to say. 
you want, you know, we can pick any facet of statistics and twist it and say, okay, this is what we want them to show us. And I completely agree with Jay. Then I have to go to the eyeball test. And for me, the reason I keep harping on quarterback, I'm fully aware that it's a team game. But, you know, you in Chicago have felt the loss of your quarterback. We in Dallas have felt the loss of our quarterback. K-Star has been on the bench. Thank God they have a, you know, a seasoned veteran that can keep the thing going, you know. But when you lose your quarterback, it's not just like it, 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 it's a ripple effect. So when you have that guy like an Aaron Rodgers who is just exceptional, it does impact all facets of the team and all facets of the game. And Matt Ryan ain't no Aaron Rodgers as good as he's playing this year. Hell no. And Andy Dalton ain't no Aaron Rodgers as good as he's playing. Oh, hell no. And so that, for me, for me, you know, and he's playing at the top level, you know, and he's still performing. So that that's why, I, you know, and, and I had to make sure that you weren't letting the little, you know, Yogi Bear juice, you know, hey, boo-boo, you know, get to you a little bit. You know, I had to make sure because, you know. Come on now, you know better. I well, I do. I my team in a heartbeat. Yes, I do know that. I do know that, but I had to make sure. Okay, I had to make sure. Especially right. in this day and age with, with how the league is, it's such a pass-oriented league now, where 10, 15 years ago we, we're talking more about running the ball to set up the pass, and now you, you pass the ball to set up the run. So that, from that standpoint, I, I can – agree and see where T is coming from just because of the, the offenses nowadays compared to how it was years ago. The quarterback play is so very important now. I mean, it's so very important. You drive wrong for a quarterback, you set your whole franchise back four, five, six years. You can't say that about any other position. Well, you know, and the other thing is, even though I, I will say Tom Brady is the second best quarterback I have ever seen play behind um, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers is the closest thing to Joe Montana I have ever seen. And you may have not you may have noticed, even though I'm a Cowboy fan, and Joe Montana killed us many times as a football fan, man, that dude, it, 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 just go back and watch his game. It's good. If anybody out there listening, if it's before your time, just go ahead and YouTube or NFL Films or whatever you got to do, and you just go back and watch. And don't watch just the big games. Go watch some of the regular season games that didn't that didn't matter, and just watch this guy play. And Aaron Rodgers is the closest thing I've seen. Joe Montana was just gifted. He was a gifted pro football player, a smart quarterback, mobile, new to game. I mean, you know, just incredible player. And I I never thought I'd see anybody like that again. Then Tom Brady comes in and plays on that same level, not as mobile. <laughs> you know, he, he but you know, he moves around just enough in the pocket to can make it ugly. But Dallas got at him five times, so he can still get hit. But Aaron Rodgers comes in. Now he's got that mobility. He can run. He, you know, he throws on a dime run just like Montana. I'm like, oh no, I get to see this all over again. I'm like, you know, kid yeah, Aaron was probably watching Joe when he was growing up, Bay Area, just like um, Breakers from the Bay Area too. Yeah. But you know what? Now, the more I think about it, you're right because aside from the physical aspects, the demeanor. The demeanor looks almost identical. I'm thinking about some of the games that I saw in Montana when he was with the Niners and even when he played with the Chiefs. The demeanor is so much alike. It's ridiculous how they carry themselves under the under, under center, orchestrate the offense in the middle of the play, just enough footwork to be dangerous, but he's not going to be Michael Vick. Accurate with the pass. 
first down, get everybody settled up, get them to the line. It's the same thing. And I, I thought it was just me, but I'm glad you saw it too. Oh, no. And, and, and the other thing with Joe Montana, and I see it with Aaron Rodgers too, and even with Tom Brady, is I don't care what lead the other team has. There's no lead that's safe. There's no lead that's nope. safe. You know, nope. your, best, your best defense is to keep them off the field. That's your best defense because these guys will figure out a way to move the ball on you. They're going to get some points. They're going to get some points, you know. Um, and and, and it's it, it just as a football fan to just watch Aaron Rodgers right now, you know. I mean, I watched the Cowboy game with Brady, and I had to sit there and I had to say, especially in the second half, I had to say, Brady, I can't stand you and you're hurting me, but damn, I respect you. You know, I got into it with some Cowboy fans, and I'm going to get into that in a second, that, you know, talking junk about Brady. He's a cheater, and he's this and he's that. And I said, hey, 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 cut it out. We just got our asses kicked by this cheater, okay? How you sound talking junk about the guy that put 30 points on you? How you sound? You know, and let me just take a minute and just address Cowboy Nation if you're out there. I only have two words for you. Shut up. Just shut up. What? what shut up. Stop talking. I don't listen. I am as I'm as much a talker as anybody. If you listen to the show, you know I can run my mouth with the best of them. But I run my mouth for a reason. You don't hear me bulliating about the Cowboys on this show today because we lost. I'm talking about what we need to do to get better. Get Matt Castle in there. Figure out your running game because I ain't happy with the running game. You know, but I like what the defense is doing. Just got to do something. Get that offense going. Hold on the fort till Tony and Dez get back. Outside chance that Dez comes back in two weeks. Outside chance, but it's 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 not out of the question that we see Dez against the Giants. So that'd be a nice lift for this team. That's what I talk about. I'm not sitting over here dogging the Patriots. I did dog Belichick on one little thing though. But hey, they were the better team. They won. But you know what? I go to the Cowboy sites and I'm trying to talk. And one Cowboy fan, I hope he's listening. Cause I told him to tune into the show. He said it best. He said 90% of Cowboy fans are assholes. 10% know what they're talking about. And he is so right. I have never in my life, all the times that I defended Cowboy fans and all other teams talk about how bad Cowboy fans, I say, you don't know what you're talking about. Now I get what they're talking about. Y'all talk too much. You don't know what you, you don't know football. You don't know the game. You think because you wear a star on your shirt and you take a picture and you put it on Facebook, that makes you a true fan. You think, you know, somebody posted that Brandon Whedon was a piece of shit. What? He's part of our team. I think he needs to be benched, which he is now. I don't think he needs to be starting. I don't think he's very good. Why? Because he's 0-4 as a starter of the team. Because he's 0-11 in his last 11 games. Because he's 5-19 and career-wise. That's why. But to go out and call a man out his name, call him a piece of shit, and, and, and to claim that in the, in the line of loyalty? Cowboy fans, just shut your mouth. Listen to the show. Learn a little bit something about football. Learn a little something about the game. And talk about the game. But take your blue and silver off until you can figure out how to respect the game of football. Because acting like a bitch is not how you respect the game of football. All right. I'm done. Um, hey, guys, I'm back. And let's talk. Uh, Welcome back, T. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk game picks. All right, let's talk game picks. Last week, week five, Dr. Train and Ollie Quick led the, led the pack with 140 points each. Uh, Commissioner T. Yeah. Um, had 100 points, and JB was right behind him with with 90. And uh, overall, through uh, five weeks, Dr. Train has pulled ahead of Commissioner T by 50 points. So of, of us four, Dr. Train sits at 660 points. 
Commissioner T is at 610. Uh, JB is sitting at 540. And Ali Quick, who said, I know I missed a week, but I'm going to make a move and close the gap, is making his move. He's now up to 430. Can Ali Quick catch us by season's end? Let's see. All right. All right. Now let's get on with uh, – give me a minute while i got to pull up the picks now for this week. And, uh, okay, where are they? Come on, guys. I'll make sure now so I, know, so I never miss out again. I'll make sure that I actually do them alongside you, T. It's adorable. Uh, We're holding yeah. hands. They can fix together. Yeah. yeah. Kumbaya, my lord. Yeah. Kumbaya. Okay. Um, we've got the Falcons 5-0 and traveling to the Superdome to play the New Orleans Saints at 1-4. and Um. Dr. Train, who you got? Uh, Falcon. You better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, JB, who you got? You know, with with this game, because I'm down here, throw records out the window. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons, but it's not going to be a cakewalk by any stretch. These two teams play each other tough regardless of record. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, definitely going to Atlanta. Uh, I expect it to be a close game as well, but they're just the better team. Um, Atlanta's the better team. They should win this game. I'm going with the Saints. It's fully upset. Um, just a gut feeling. I, I you, you guys said it. These teams play each other tough, play each other tight. Um, you know, stati- you know, on paper, the, the Falcons should go in there and, and destroy them on paper. Um, but let's see what Drew Brees has got. You know, um, I think I think when you got a quarterback like Brees and the team is at one and four and your division leaders come into town at five and oh, um, you know, you, you really this is this is his job as the leader of the team to pump these guys up. I mean, this is your season right here. You know, you go to one and five, they go to six and oh, whatever. Slim chance you had is gone now. It's gone, and I think I think they may have enough. Um, it's a little bit of my heart because I'm a Drew Brees fan. You know, a little bit of my heart thinking, hoping that they can pull something out here. Um, and 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 you know, I always talk about quarterbacks and different echelons of quarterback. And Matt Ryan's gonna come back down to earth. Just watch, he's gonna come back down to earth. Okay, may not be this game. But he will come back down to earth. So I'm gonna go with the Saints for the upset. Dolphins one and three at the te- at the Titans. Uh, oh, by the way, um, 86% pick the uh, Falcons. I'm going against the grain on that one. Uh, Dolphins at the Titans. Let's go with Dr. Train. Is he gonna go with his former hometown team? Actually, I am gonna go with the Titans this time around. Uh, the Dolphins are yeah, a bag of mess. What's going on down there? Something with the night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, K-Star? Um, I want to go with Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. I mean, a mess. I got to agree. It's just Tennessee's defense playing really well. It's not really talked about, obviously, because it's the one and three, but, yeah, Tennessee. Okay. Oh, JB. Yeah, yeah. JB. 
Yeah, uh, reluctantly, I'm going with Tennessee. Um, don't forget, Dolphins had a coaching change. It's going to be testing those players. They may come out hungry to prove that they are a legit football team, but they're on the road still, so I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, yeah, Dolphins had a coaching change. Um, I think I think it's going to take Campbell a little while. I, I, I you know what? I, he says all the right things, but something's missing. Something's missing. I mean, this guy was a tight ends coach, and now he's the head coach. You know, a bit of a leap. Um, you know, wasn't all that long ago he was playing in this league. So I don't think he's quite ready yet. Uh, I'm going with the Titans. The Houston Texans, 1-4 and four at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1-4. Oh, um, uh, 63% are picking the Titans over the Jags. I mean, um, Titans over the Dolphins. Houston one and four at Jacksonville one and four. Let's go with JB. Uh, Blake Bowles is playing pretty good, and he's got himself a couple of receivers out there too. And Yeldon is not running the ball too bad at all. Texas still struggling, even though Hoyer is going to be a starter. I'm going to take the Jags. Okay, Star. Um. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Houston. They've had a long week, long week of rest. I think the team will be re-energized with Hoyer starting. and um, I like Arian Foster in this matchup a lot for Houston. Okay. Dr. Train. We'll go with Jacksonville. Hey, this is what I like about Thursday night football. You know, it gives it one, it gives us another day of football. You know, that's, that's, we, can all, we can all agree to that. But two, it just put certain teams in prime time that you wouldn't normally sit and watch on Sunday. So I got a chance to watch Houston. And I'm sorry. Their quarterbacks are doomed to give away the game. <laughs> I don't care which one you put in there. I don't care what their defense and the defense is not even playing as well as it should be playing. Yeah, Jacksonville would definitely win this game. I'm picking Jacksonville. Yeah, this is kind. Of, this is kind of a situation where you ask yourself, who, who, <laughs> who cares? I mean, it's just, it's it's. Um, I've gone back and forth with this game. I'm going to stick with my gut. My gut says Houston. I don't really care who wins. I don't think either of these teams are going anywhere. Um, yeah, Bortles is showing a little bit of something, um, but. You know, Houston may now have their quarterback, at least for the rest of the season. We'll see. Foster is always a cut away from pulling a hamstring or a groin or something. I, you know, J.J. Watt is, is great, but he's not great enough to pick up the whole defense. Clowney is missing in action. Um, you know, I, I, you know I, I know he missed all of last season, but, I mean, you know, we there was another guy in Dallas that missed all of last season in four games of this season, came in and did what everyone's waiting for Clowney to do. So I, I, you know, I, I, I look at these two teams. Um, I, I, I'm going with Houston just off of a gut feeling. I really have no reason other than that. So don't do it. Um, <laughs> I'm going don't with my it, gut. Steve. I'm going with my gut because you know this is a situation you change your mind, you get mad later. That damn that train talked me out of my pick. <laughs> going to California, we about to fight. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, yeah, you come to California, we don't kick it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't party. I'm from California. We party. Hey, how far are you from? You, you're not near L.A., right? You're the other side of the state. Dude, you're not near I LA. guess I'll, I'm outside of L.A. I live five minutes from LAX. Wow, okay. I got a, con- I got a conference. I got a conference I might be going to in May in L.A. So I'll keep you posted. As long as it's not Memorial Day weekend, no, I'm it's not Memorial Day weekend. Here. No, it's all no, right. I'm no. here. No, beginning beginning of the year, beginning of the month, May second to the sixth. So, all right. Um, so, so I'll let you know, but we might finally finally get a chance to meet. Um, I know, man. What the fuck? Oh, oh yeah, we already are tonight, man. <laughs> look out, Brandon. Shoot, my boy live out there in Lakewood. Look out. Okay. <laughs> You know, you know, it would be a dream of mine. I mean, we did it once, me and my brother, although we had some technical difficulties. We were able to co-host the show live. But, um, you know, it would be great if we ever figure out a way to do a live Madden voice, the four of us somewhere. I'm still going to get out to a sports bar and do a Madden voice soon. I already have something set up i just gotta follow through with it but man if we could ever do the show live the four of us man like that would be hot like live but all right we'll see you never know you know case on, on FanDuel, so who knows maybe he maybe he'll fund it so um <laughs> uh, uh texans 57 percent over the jags uh user consensus okay um I guess I'll ask. Someone actually might go against the Bengals. We got the Bengals at the Bills. Um, I'm just going to start and say I got the Bengals in, in this one, although it is in Buffalo. But let me go to K Star because K Star, that's his division over there. These Bills, I mean these Bengals. So K Star, who you have? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with. You know what? I'm going to go with Buffalo. I knew that was coming. I mean, it's got to stop soon, right? I mean, that was an emotional game that came back from that win. Might take a lot out of them. Have to travel to Buffalo. Yeah. You do realize that at the same that. time zone, yeah? The uh, time zone don't mean anything, man. You play it, play an emotional game like that, no. You're looking for reasons to make yourself believe in your pick. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm saying. That's what I'm I saying. Am. I am. <laughs> He said he's talking. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I was looking for. Um, I can't find it. Oh, I had a perfect. I had a perfect soundbite for that. Oh, here we go. Oh, can I play it now? Wait a minute. Here it comes. This is a K star. I could probably teach you a few things. <laughs> Oh, y'all, y'all didn't hear that one? I'll play it one more time. I could probably teach you a few things. There we go. That was for case <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, Dr. Train, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Hooray! <laughs> All right. We got the hooray. Yes, okay. JB. Yes, sir. I already know who JB's picking. Go ahead, JB. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bengals, but it's really because Tyrod Taylor is not going to be playing for the Bills. That, that emotional mm-hmm. win that the Bengals had, I thought would make a difference. Uh, but I think EJ Manuel's starting, so I'm going with the Bengals. 
Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, uh, yeah, that just uh, came out. Oh, it just came out. Oh. K-Star. Yeah, just early this afternoon. Yeah, early this afternoon. Are you yeah. still speak, sticking with your pick? Yep, sticking with okay. it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Next game, does anybody think the Browns have a chance against the Broncos? Oh, uh, Cincinnati at at Buffalo, 78% picked Cincinnati. Okay. Does anybody think the Browns have a chance? Uh, they're at home to beat the Broncos. Okay. It's unanimous. 91% picked uh, the Broncos, too. Um I'm gonna ask this one, even though, even though I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. Let's see what the answer we get. I'm gonna save Dr. Train from having to convince us. Does anybody think the Lions at home are gonna beat the Bears? I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm gonna take them because they they have got to split the slide. And I'm sorry, Train, it had to be against your Bears, but this slide has got to stop. Okay. Hey, you can stop hey, next week. Hey, you know, we're on a bye. <laughs> just in case you weren't aware. We're on a bye week seven, so we can stop in week seven if you need if you need for it to stop. Hey, Cowboys ain't gonna lose this week, so I don't care, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, K Star, oh, are you man. are you picking the Bears? I am. Okay. The Lions are what? a mess. Okay. So, so the only one picking the Lions is JB. All this okay. love makes me nervous. <laughs> uh, so, so your Bears, man. Now, what's interesting is on the Yahoo site, fifty-four percent have picked the Lions to beat the Bears. I think everyone has yeah. the same logic that J, JB has. Is it's got to stop, and what better than a division game at home? Um. I just think the Lions are terrible, I, you know. Um, so, um, does anybody think the Redskins can go into Met- MetLife Stadium and beat these Jets? Cricket. Okay, eighty-seven percent agree with us. The Jets over the Redskins at home. Here's a good game. Here's a game that we need to discuss. I'm going to give it to K Star. K Star at now three and two. Um, behind Michael Vick. Um, now, let's be clear. No chance Big Ben plays in this one, but after this game, all bets are off. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, no, there's a chance he is going to play this weekend. Oh, so he could play Sunday. Yeah, apparently he wants to be back this Sunday, and it's really just up to the team if they feel comfortable what? enough in letting him come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter reported it um, earlier today. Okay. Obviously, that changes things a bit. Um, at least me. Crush it in my fantasy league. I'm sorry. That's not even Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to go with the Steelers regardless. I don't think Ben plays. I think they keep him out. Um, just give him another week. But mm, I hope he plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to pick the Steelers, but I, I just, there's a lot of hope. That's all. I'll just leave okay. it at that. All right. Um, here's my pick, and I'm gonna see who's on, who's with me. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cardinals unless Ben plays. If Ben starts, I'm gonna switch my pick to the Steelers. If Ben doesn't play, 
Um, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't see it, K-Star. I'm sorry. If Ben is on the sideline, I don't see it. I think Cardinals are going to be too tough for him. Okay. So that's my pick. Um, JB, what you got? Uh, I was going to say the same thing verbatim. If, if Big Ben plays, then I'm taking them. If he doesn't, I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, emotional win on a slightly shortened uh, week just because they played last night instead of during the afternoon. Um, Cardinals are still tough. It really depends on Big Ben. But right now, he's out. Unless that changes, I'm sticking with the Cardinals. Dr. Train. Ah, if Big Ben plays, really come as active weekend? Marine, man, I'm telling you. They're a totally different team when he's their quarterback. Antonio Brown's a different receiver when he's quarterbacking, too. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now, let me ask you back, though. If Ben plays, are you gonna change your pick or not? That's that's still tough. Okay. Well, I'm watching the Cardinals play, man, and and both sides of the ball they're dangerous. Then Ben comes back, the Steelers are solid on the offensive side of the ball. There's still question marks on the defensive side of the ball, and I saw what they did to San Diego. I get that. San Diego offensive line is horrible. I mean, it's ridiculously horrible. Uh, the uh, uh, Port Rivers, man, he just uh, <laughs> didn't have a chance, but. Yeah, I, I still may stick with the Cardinals if he comes back. Okay. Yeah. 79% of the Yahoo users picked the Cardinals over the Steelers. Um, Chiefs minus Jamal Charles travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Uh, does anybody give the Chiefs a chance in this game? Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. 80% Yahoo users will pick the Vikings, and we all in agreement. Um, here's another one. Another good game. Some discussion. I'm going to start with Dr. Train on this one. Carolina, who is not in any of our power rankings, um, but they are undefeated at 4-0, traveled to Seattle to play the 12th man and the surging Seattle Seahawks, although Seattle did lose uh, a tough one. But that said, uh, you know, certainly a different team with with uh, Cam Chancellor back there defense. So um, and they're home. So uh, Dr. Train, who you got? Let's see. I, I saw what the Mingles did. There's no guarantee that Carolina do the same thing. Yeah, Carolina does have a pretty good defense. Is Luke Keekley out still? No, oh. I think he's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Mm. Yeah. We might roll the dice on this one. Yeah, right now I'm gonna take Carolina. I, I my my pick may change before Sunday, but for right now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Panthers. Okay. K Star. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm going with Seattle. I just can't see on a two and four. It's at Seattle, bro. If it was in Carolina, I'd pick Carolina, but it's not at Seattle. And also, apparently, Marshall Lynch is expected to play. Okay. Um, JV? Hmm. Let's see. 
Undefeated road team coming off a bye versus undefeated home team who's probably pissed off. I'm going with Seattle. Uh, I can't see them at two and four, like K Star said. And uh, as I stated before, that even though the players are undefeated, this will be the biggest test. And there's something about that team that's, that's missing, even though that's a very good team. I just don't think they'll have enough for to take Seattle. I'll take Seattle this one. Seattle, they're the better team. They're home. They're coming off a heartbreaking loss. They're going to be pissed off. Um, and what better way to get back to 500 to take out an undefeated team at home? Um, in my opinion, this one could get ugly. Okay, Remember I said it here on the Madden Voice. This one could get ugly. Uh, San Diego at Green Bay. Oh, um... 63% have the Seahawks over the Panthers. Um, does anybody give the Chargers a chance in uh, in uh, Lambeau Field? Okay. Well, 96% of the uh, Yahoo users agree with us. Packers, 96%. That's insane. Poor Green. Poor, poor San Diego. Okay. Um, Baltimore at... San Francisco. San Francisco had that one game, had us thinking that we were all wrong about them, and we weren't. Yeah. We weren't. Um, yeah. Okay. And I, I, just something about them and Miami, because Miami promoted a position coach. I believe San Francisco did the same thing, um, promoted a position coach. Um, it's not working. Now, you know, I don't know how much talent he has down there, but it ain't working, um, you know. So, but anyway, and uh, how's Jim Harbaugh doing out there in Michigan, huh? Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ravens one and four, Forty Niners one and four. JB, who you got? No, let's take a step back on this one. Isn't it kind of sad to see these two teams at one and four when guess what? Two, three years ago they were playing for the the Lombardi Trophy. Now they're yeah. one and four. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. With, with that being said, I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I, it, it really boils down to seeing which team can you see at one and five, and I can't see the Ravens at one and five. I, I just can't do it. I see the 49ers more so at one and five, so I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. Um. Uh. K Star. Yeah, I'm going with uh, San Fran at home. Um. I just remember Torrey Smith and Ancon Bolden, former Ravens. I think they're going to have a a nice little game against their former team. Hmm. I hope Torrey I guess, Smith does. Especially since Baltimore my, secondary is terrible. I hope Torrey Smith does because he's on my fantasy team. But um, Kaepernick has degenerated, man. I mean, he's just not who he was. You know, and that's the problem there, man. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm sure these guys will be amped. Um, but you also said that DeMarco Murray would come and run all over Dallas. And, um, you know, the will is there, but it, without the support from your team, you know. And that's, I think, the problem, man. Kaepernick just is – he's gone backwards, man. He just isn't what he was. I mean, I, I never thought he was a great quarterback, but he fit that scheme. He fit that system. He was a Russell Wilson type run and gun, you know, uh, that similar type of player. And um, now I don't know what the hell he is now. I mean, he's still got the legs, 
But man, his accuracy is off. His, I mean, he's just not very good right now. So um, I guess that means I'm picking Baltimore. So I'm picking Baltimore. Um, <laughs> Dr. Train, who you got? I'm just going to go with San Fran at home, man. You know, I, I am not a believer in either one of these teams. I'm looking at the Ravens, and I, I don't, I really don't know what's going on with them. And I see San Francisco. I see them show a little fight against, uh, you know, against the, against, against the Giants. And, wow, Larry Donnell called a heck of a pass for Oof. I tell you, they must got super glue on the helmet. But anyway, I think I'm just going to take San Francisco on this yeah, yeah, it was it was it was uh, a couple of inches away on that that interception that they overturned away from everybody in NFC least being two and three. You know, yeah. Dallas having gone on a three game streak of losses and still being and technically, if that had been the case, tiebreaker wise, Dallas would have been in first place because they already beat the Giants. So you know that close, but uh, they you know they. 49ers couldn't couldn't hold them out of the end zone. Um, all right, Yahoo users sixty two percent have the Ravens over the Niners. Um, but I agree with JB as initial comment. It is sad to see these two teams in this state. It's even sadder when you look at the Forty ers and how they got rid of their coach and he's going down to Michigan. Yeah. And the 49ers just look just horrible. All the people that left, the retirements and the trades, and they're just a mess down there. It's just just a, just a mess. Um, you you kind of think the Ravens will make themselves relevant again? I mean, Suggs is a big loss, but you know that AFC North. Uh, you know those those Ravens find a way to be, get back in there. You know the Steelers and the and the Bengals are going to be there. And I think they they'll make themselves relevant. They may not they may not compete for the division, um, especially if they lose and go to one and five. But they, they're going to make a little run and make it interesting. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm still picking the Steelers to win that division. I told K Star I got his back this year. Yeah. Patriot. Yes, sir. Patriot even though you picked the Eagles to win my division. But anyway, uh Patriots four and at the Colts. The returning Andrew Luck. It has been confirmed he is back. Um I don't know if, I'm not sure how good that is because Hasselbeck, man. Have to get that boy some props, man. But anyway, Luck is back. He's going to host Sunday night football. Are you ready for some football? I still miss Hank Williams, even though he's an asshole. I still miss Hank Williams, though. And, you know, it's Sunday night. I think his was the best. But anyway, um, or was that Monday night? Was he Monday night or Sunday night? It doesn't matter what night he was. Uh, (laughs) I don't remember Hank Williams. All right. I have to look it up. Um, All right. Let's go around the horn. Let's start with uh, K-Star. Colts hosting the Patriots. Patriots in a blowout. This is the revenge game from the play gate. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a public execution. Public execution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hank Williams was Monday Night Football. I stand corrected. Okay. Um, JB, who you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots also until someone can show me the weaknesses that the Patriots have and be able to exploit them. I'm taking the pass. Uh, Dr. Trey. Oh, Patriots, of course. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the Patriots. We've, we we know the formula on how to how to compete with them. 
Um, Dallas showed you that formula in the first half. Dallas just didn't have the horses to sustain it in the second half. Couldn't put any points up of their, of their own. But the formula to stay competitive is to move Brady around and get hits on him. Find somebody to take Gronkowski out of the game. I don't think the Colts have have the, the defense to do that. So the formula is there, just how many teams are really going to be able to execute what it takes. And there aren't going to be many in this league that can do it. I don't believe the Colts can. Um, and, and, you know, Gore has been up and down in his new role. Andre Johnson, of course, as soon as I cut him from my fantasy team, he decides to score some points. I let him go because he had done nothing. Taken up a roster spot and had done nothing. Then he decides to score some points, punk ass. But anyway, I don't think the Colts have what it takes. really feel. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to tell you, man. It pissed me off. Um, so I'm going to Patriots too. Um, last but not least, Monday Night Football, NFC least, three and two Giants going into Philadelphia to play the two and three Eagles. Um, I will be rooting for the Eagles just to make everybody three and three. Uh, can't have them Giants get too far out ahead. But who do I think is going to win? I think the Eagles are going to win at home. I think they're going to get a little bit of confidence off of the last game against the Saints. Um, and I think it's going to be enough to to beat up on them Giants. Um, JB, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles also. Um, emotional victory usually leads to a letdown the following week, and um, Eagles did look pretty good, so I'm going to go with them. Oh, by the way, 88% of Yahoo users had the Patriots over the Colts. Um, all right. Uh, me and JB have the Eagles. Dr. Train? Uh, I think I want to also go with the Eagles on this one. The Giants, are, they're an up and down team, and uh, it's time to go down on the roller coaster this week. Okay. K Star? Mm, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly. Playing at home, defense pretty good. I Odell Beckham is on the fritz. Philly. Okay. Um, something to keep in mind, and I'm going completely off of memory. Um, Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. I believe those Super Bowls are 2007 and 2011. It is now 2015. So, you know, keep that in mind, even though I did pick Philly, but keep that in mind. And um, he beat the Patriots both times. The Patriots are sure looking like a pretty good bet to go back and get there again. So, hmm, something to keep in mind. Um, all right. All right. I think that does it, guys. Any, uh, let's see, final comments. Uh, Dr. Train, any final thoughts, comments? So, yeah, 5-0 in the fantasy league. And I'm, 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 I'm loving the team is looking strong, especially if Big Ben comes back. But in another league, as, as bittersweet and conflicted as it was, um, Le'Veon Bell's touchdown lost me to pick him. <laughs> but yet it won, it won me my fantasy league game. So, uh, yay, boo. I guess. Booyah. And, and, and Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> Booyah likes, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Yeah. Stuart Scott. 
Yeah. And and and, and lastly, I'm I'm kind of uh I'm 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 just I'm 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 happy just to see my Bears team be competitive. That's all. We're just competitive. I still ain't putting us in the, in the playoffs, but it, it's fun to watch as long as Cutler stays healthy. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dr. Chang. Uh, JB, any final words? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's heard, but there's been a couple of coaching changes in the college ranks. Uh, South Carolina's Steve Spurrier decided to retire, and yeah. Steve Sarkeesian was fired from USC. I bring up USC specifically because don't be surprised if the Eagles season goes south and Chip Kelly's name starts popping up more and more. He was coach at Oregon, Pac-12. Uh, wouldn't be a, a big shock to me if USC decides to knock on his door. Um, be almost similar to Steve Spirit going to University of Florida, doing well, then going to the Redskins, not so well, and then coming back into the college ranks. Wouldn't be surprised if Chip Kelly does the same thing. So let's let's keep an eye on how the Eagles do from this point moving forward. Let's see if USC comes knocking on his door. Okay. Thank you for that. Dr. Uh, K-Star, final thoughts? Uh, just hoping that Big Bang comes back. Uh be great to have him. If not, hoping to survive. Arizona's a tough out. And I uh, wanted to thank everyone out there who's reached out to me and congratulate me over uh, the FanDuel stuff. I uh, really appreciate it. And it was awesome having a lot of people root me on. Felt the love. So do. Thanks, guys. All right. Keep it rolling, man. Keep it rolling. All right. Do what? Keep it rolling. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, I'm muting you all. My final thoughts will be quick. Um, first, as far as football goes, um, listen, Dallas, you're off this week. You're bringing in Castle. There's talk that Dez might come back uh, for the Giant game. Hopefully, Randy Gregory should be back from, from the Giant game. Um, and then really at that point, the only main cog in this wheel that you're missing is Tony Romo. Um, here's the deal. You got to beat the Giants, get back to 3-3, three and three, okay? Um, you need to figure out your running game. Pick a guy and stick with him. If it ain't Randall, then give it to McFadden. If it ain't McFadden, then Kristen Michael. But give a guy 20, 22, 24 carries in this offense. That's what you did with Murray. That's how the offensive line was programmed. And a back is going to need some time to learn how this line blocks to be able to excel, okay? But pick your best back and give him the ball and let him run. Castle, we're counting on you to hold down a fort. You know what? You're going to have to take a couple of risks that Whedon wasn't able to take. Whedon didn't want to take. Whedon was a game manager who played safe. You can be a game manager, Castle, but you're going to have to play. You're going to have to, you know, be be a bit of a, a, a you know, a, a, what's the term I'm using for um, a gunslinger. Okay. We need you to go in here and beat these Giants. The Giants are very beatable at home. Very beatable at home. Okay. We beat them last year at home. We can do it again this year. Then we got the Seahawks. Okay. Thank God it's come there in Dallas. Beatable. You know, we just saw them lose to Cincinnati. Beatable. We know Des will be back by that game. Then we're just waiting on Romo. Then we got the Eagles at home. Okay? Again, a team we've already beaten. You know, these are games, Dallas, you can win. Giants in New York, you can win. Seattle at home is a winnable. If we're going to Seattle, eh, that'd be tough. But at home, winnable game. Beat them last year in Seattle. Can beat them at home. Eagles at home, winnable game. Then you got the Bucks. 
and then you got Tony back, and then you got the Dolphins. So, I mean, we got five games. If we can get two to three, you know, well, two and three now, if we go two and three, we're four and six. It's not a great record, but with six games to go and all your horses back and the NFC East, you got a shot to come out nine and seven, ten and six and win the division. Let's go make this happen, okay? Last thing I'll say, Breast Cancer Awareness Awareness Month, please go ahead out there and get your mammograms, you know, check your tatas, check your boobies out, all right? We want to make sure that you're okay. Everybody out there listening, tell your mothers, your sisters, your girlfriends, your aunts, everybody, go ahead, tell them, get they, take them if you got to, get that screening. We want everybody to be okay. We want everybody to be healthy, all right? So, for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, and again, happy birthday, K-Star. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Enjoy the games. We will see you next week. And remember, here on the Madden Voice, all fuse are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.